On this episode of Chase Cast, we will be discussing Stalker 2 and the whole NFT fiasco, including as well Ubisoft's NFT fiasco and our overall thoughts on gaming and NFT, two things that probably shouldn't be mixing. We'll talk about it. Then how long to beat.com's most of lists we'll be discussing, including most retired games, most completed games, most backlog games, and most played platform platforms of 2021 and then we'll be reacting to chocobo gp official release date announcement trailer stranger paradise final fantasy origins classes showcase so far and trek to yomi official gameplay trailer we'll be talking about what we've been playing and we will be replying to your comments but before we get into all that make sure to download and play godfall mortal shell and lego dc supervillains all off for free on playstation plus make sure to download play those come back at the end of the month plus club and Check out Guilty Gear Strive if you uh, have it or are planning on buying it or want to pick it up and talk with us at the end of the month. For Game of the Month, it is our Game of the Month, so uh, that is coming up soon. And yeah, we are on Discord, link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, or the podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us. And we have a Patreon if you'd like to support this channel. More than liking, commenting, sharing, and subscribing if you're brand new. Let's get into TasteCast. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 155 of the Taste Cast, weekly podcast where we talk about random things in gaming. My name's Seth, and joining me today is Chevy. Chevy, how you doing? Doing good. Uh, Raid just released in 14 today, so I... Uh, You'd rather be doing that? I don't, well, it's not a rather, but I will be doing that when we're done filming. It's going to be a late night for you. Yeah. It's going to be a late night for both of us. Um, you. Yep. That's cool. New content. You have finished the story. Uh, not to spoil what we've been playing, but uh, you will be talking about your impressions of that as spoiler-free as possible. So stay tuned for that if you're curious about what Chevy had to, uh, what, he, what he thinks about that. Uh, I'm good as well. I'm excited to have this conversation with you, and I'm excited to try something new. Now, anybody who's been uh, watching the channel for a while remembers we used to do tasty tuesday where we covered news and gaming and we stopped doing tasty tuesday uh for reasons and uh i kind of missed talking about those random events um and so i uh you know might bring it back or maybe we should start talking about it on tasty cast to have more rounded conversations and uh what what time is uh, more perfect than right now where we can talk about some uh, recent stuff going on in gaming. Now, I'm sure a lot of people have heard and probably would like to not hear um, about NFTs, uh, specifically in gaming. Um, we we definitely have heard plenty about it, and it's already to the point where if I bring it up, uh, you know, outside of the the uh, problems with people uh constantly trying to shore into their games. Um, it seems like you're already kind of fatigued on hearing about NFTs. Yeah. Uh, I'm feeling like that already. And it seems like even people who work at like IGN and Kotaku, you know, all the places that I typically don't care about what they have to say, they all don't like them either. Right. So I'm sure uh, most of the people in our community are not fans of them as well. So before we talk about what we think about NFTs and gaming, we don't have to have a huge conversation about it, but I'd like to kind of touch on it. Um, I think it's kind of important for us to uh, discuss a couple things that happened in NFTs recently in gaming. Uh, one of them is, uh, so originally, uh, Stalker 2 had said that they were going to put NFTs into or not Soccer 2, GSC, uh, Game World, um, 
uh, said that they were going to put NFTs in Stalker 2. And uh, a bunch of people, including myself, were very vocal about how uh, not only we're not interested in NFTs, this might affect sales from us with Stalker 2, which kind of sucked for me because Stalker 2 is one of my uh, most hyped games of 2022. Is it coming out in 2022? I think it is. Um, we'll see. <laughs> I, I hope so. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people were really vocal about how much they don't like NFTs, don't want NFTs. Um, in, in case you don't know, NFTs essentially are uh, digital products, uh, non-fungible. Uh, oh, shit. What, what's the T part? Do you remember? No. Transaction? Let me know in the comments. I completely forgot. I'm not an expert. But uh, essentially, it's like buying um, digital rights to things. Uh, and so uh, gaming companies are trying to get in on that, mostly Ubisoft. Uh, so yeah, anyway, uh, GSC decided to try and get into it uh, with Stalker 2, trying to sell uh, items in game that only you apparently own. Um, one of them being an NPC character for the highest paying person. Um, and yeah, everybody wasn't happy about that. So uh, within like 24 hours of that announcement, we got what you guys are seeing on the screen right now that says, Dear Stalkers, we hear you. Based on the feedback we received, we've made a decision to cancel anything NFT related in Stalker 2. Cancel anything NFT related in Stalker 2. The interests of our fans and players are the top priority for the team. We're making this game for you to enjoy whatever the cost is. If you care, we care too. With love, GSC Game World Team. Now, uh, this was really cool to see, in my opinion, because I'm not one that thinks that developers need to do everything everybody tells them to do. But when it comes to your business model, I think it is important to be transparent and um, communicate your intentions with the people you expect money from. Um, they were with the NFT thing and they got their feedback. And luckily, uh, as they say, they heard uh, us and they uh, are getting rid of all planned things for NFTs, which was um, very cool. And we'll touch on that in a sec. But another thing when it comes to NFTs in gaming uh, that was interesting is Ubisoft uh, came out with another dumb thing that they keep doing lately uh, with Ubisoft Quartz, which is their new project to start creating NFTs for their games. And one of them was for uh, Ghost Recon, I believe. And I believe it's like guns or something that you're buying. Um, so Liz Edwards, who is the uh, uh, senior character artist on Apex Legends. So that's interesting enough. Uh, tweeted out saying, how are Ghost Recon NFTs go are doing? I looked at the two third-party marketplaces, the Quartz site links, and there seems to be 15 sales total. Zero in the last day on one site. Am I reading this right? And then she has a picture of the sales for Ubisoft Quartz since it uh, came out. And uh, she continues saying, am I understanding this right? Ubisoft managed to make an NFT that not even NFT fans want because that is very, very funny. Um, so yeah, it's made less than $400 in case you don't know Ubisoft or Ubisoft Quartz, uh, their Twitter says Ubisoft Quartz is a new experience for our players aimed to creating or aimed at creating an even stronger connection between you and the game worlds you love. Digits are the first Ubisoft NFTs playable in a HD game. They are released in limited editions on the Tezos blockchain, and every unique item features an engraved serial number. Be unique, control, play. So, and that is not a uh, advertisement for Ubisoft Quartz because obviously no one gives a fuck. Chevy, with all this stuff happening with NFTs, what's your overall thoughts on NFTs, and uh, are you stoked about them? 
Uh, no and no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't, uh, I don't really care about most things that come out and I don't see like a practical application for them anyways. So like these came out, it was basically people going, well, I get to own rights to things. And in my head, I'm just like, okay, well, so it doesn't involve me at all. So I don't care. Yeah. So you have no interest in purchasing NFTs? No. Do you think they belong in games or is it something you're kind of whatever about or is it something you don't want in games? Um, I mean, I understand that companies are always looking for other ways to monetize games because games should technically cost a lot more than they do. Yeah. But and people, we are seeing a rise in prices on uh, AAA games. But people wouldn't buy them if they cost what they need to make off them. Yeah, 80, um, 90 bucks probably at this point. So I get it. Um, and so things like, uh, you know, expansions and DLCs exist. Um, and, you know, you kind of pick your evils there. Mm -hmm. Uh this is just them dabbling in something else. Uh, the problem is with this, I don't. It's not actually adding anything. It feels, um, it feels like give me money. That's all it feels like. Um, yeah, you get, you know, your own gun or whatever. But obviously, that interest, uh, as shown by the Ubisoft one, is not that high. Um, I, I honestly think if you ask most people what they think um they would probably say i'd rather it just be in the game for everyone to access um yeah for so. sure yeah i miss the days where content was just in the game still like uh like it used to be yeah um i don't think it's gonna surprise anybody i i i'm i don't care about the nft uh the rise of nfts right now maybe in the future there'll be um um, something that's that's more interesting, I guess. Uh, I do kind of understand where some people are coming from, but I think it's also kind of ridiculous right now. But uh, all this all this tells me is, uh, and we've talked about this before a little bit, but this just tells me that that gaming developers and publishers are playing around with a new way to add on more monetization to the game. So, uh, you know, back in the day, they release a game, you bought it, you got the content, then you got an expansion. Those are the days I miss because expansions were exciting. It was like a huge new chunk of content. And then they're like, wait, we can make less content and sell it probably inflated on what it really, you know, should cost 15 bucks, 20 bucks, but we can get out content faster. We can start selling additional um, stuff. And I, I think that's fair. That's a pick or choose kind of situation. Some DLC is good, some DLC is bad. I still remember when um, Oblivion came out and, you know, the horse armor DLC came out. It was like 15 bucks for some horse armor. Yeah. And a lot of people hated that. That's obviously in the past, but that was like an early uh, introduction of like, well, we can just release little chunks of content for money and you know some people do it really well some people give you way more than than you should have got for the price you paid so that that system i think is is good but it did kind of take away from the expansions and then you know we got the fucking loot boxes uh which i don't know anybody who likes loot boxes um especially when you can purchase them with real money that was a way to just keep monetizing extra money from people and i also get it too we already talked about it but monetization needs to happen because otherwise they got to start charging more for games and with the extra 10 bucks that some games are costing right now at 70 bucks some people are already really fucking angry about it right yeah they should have went up already two generations ago so uh that's something people don't really realize so there is a fucking balance that has to happen here um Luckily, loot, blo loot boxes are essentially gambling, and so there's kind of an ethical problem there, and that's one of the reasons why they've kind of gone away. Um, 
but now we're in the realm of battle passes and battle passes a lot of times are just selling you the content that would have been in the game before um, that you have to unlock on a separate progression and sometimes pay uh, you know extra money to get this part of the battle pass and you know the other parts free um, I don't dislike battle passes as much as I dislike loot boxes but I still think they're kind of shitty but you know some people do good some people don't so anyway all that said now it seems like uh ubisoft being very quick to jump on it uh companies already dabbling in nfts and trying to sell you more stuff more digital stuff that you can claim is yours this gun is owned by this guy this character is owned by that person this shirt design is owned by this person um and though maybe some people might be excited about that it seems like ubisoft courts is showing that a lot of people are not too excited about it um and yeah, I, I, I really, I will never tell people what they should do, but I would really support the idea of not supporting NFTs and games. Um, I think it's, uh, I, I feel like some people might be stoked about the idea of digitally owning something, but they're, they, they don't own it, but they just get to claim that because the game might have it in the credits or something or maybe on a website. But um, and people can go check if they give a fuck about it. I don't want the companies thinking about that. I want them to just worry about making the games good. I don't want them thinking about like what kind of NFTs because they're thinking of the battle pass like, OK, so what do we want to reserve for for the battle pass or the DLC um, for later? Uh, what part of this game do we not give them to charge for later? And now they're thinking, well, what items can we sell them ownership of? Like, uh, it, it's it's turning games too much into a like carte blanche like uh, commodity, and that the more you do that, the more you're taking away from like, is the game fucking good? Do you give a shit about making a good game? And that's my probably my biggest problem about this whole NFT thing is, it's it's just more business model being entered into gaming and i think we already have plenty of that i mean really what it's just going to end up doing <clears throat> is creating a another wave of uh people not playing triple a games and yep. a big indie rush again which which happens we've had these waves since like 2008 there'll be these waves of like people are dissatisfied with triple a and they start turning to people who want to make fun games mm. people who are passionate people who are hungry to fucking make a game that you're not playing right now um in the absence of you know um fun experiences somebody's gonna do it and people will play a game that doesn't look for the most part people do not give a shit about graphics i mean people like them yeah. but people really just want to play cool ideas that function well that's mm. it i mean like the indie scene is huge it, it it boomed a long time ago and it hasn't gone anywhere um, especially on PC, it's just thriving. But um, but yeah, if if company Ubisoft being a, a great example because they're making a lot of really weird decisions lately. I don't know what the fuck's up with them, but there's like a lack of interest in like everything Ubisoft's doing now. And uh, I, I I think it's going to happen with a lot of companies, especially if they follow this model. But I hope a lot of these big developers are looking at or publishers are looking at Ubisoft, looking at gsc world and going like okay well obviously the market's not too interested in this and maybe we should back off of it because you know if you decide to do it and it doesn't make money or you decide not to do it but you kind of flirt with it it can hurt your reputation and, and your reputation being hit hard enough can dictate how much you make in the future 
um, and reputations can get shattered like instantly. Look mm-hmm. at Cyberpunk. I mean, a lot a lot of people loved it, um, but there's a lot of people who are, who are upset with that. Uh, CD Projekt Red now, yeah, off one game, one thing, and they're like they loved them now they hate them. So it's something you got to be really careful with. Um, but yeah, I uh, I'm not a fan of the NFT uh, craze. Um, I, I get it. I get where people are coming from. Uh, I'm just not interested in it. And I really don't want it shoehorned into gaming when a lot of the biggest games uh, coming out feel more and more like um, a product that's being taste tested and maximized to get uh, or d- d- being developed to, to maximize profits as much as possible. I know they got to make money. I get it. But um, that can't come at the sacrifice of playability and fun I, i'm just not for it and i won't support it so um even with stalker 2 when they said that i was like okay well i'll still play the game but anything nft related i will not support and i don't know anybody else who would have done it so um they can try but i really don't think people are excited for it i have not seen anybody come out um positive on it no anytime i and we kind of talked about this earlier, but for, for you guys, obviously, um, anytime I even see anyone, like not even just in gaming, just in general, uh, even like say anything about potentially uh, other than bashing NFTs, it's just a, a horde of people being like, yeah, get away from me with that. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, well, and like we talked about before a little bit too, like I haven't seen this kind of universal agreement in gaming on anything in a long time like <laughs> everybody is on the same page like i'm seeing like like i said like people from ign on their individual twitters and stuff going like i have no no interest in this i will never buy an nft in a game and um and i agree 100 percent. so it's just nice that there's like that that uniform uh thought process on this it, it makes me feel good that hopefully this idea gets dropped quick yeah because obviously, you know, Ubisoft is quick to jump in and check things out and then jump away from it. Other companies, not so much. So it kind of makes sense. But at the same time, like um, the rejection, like I said, I hope it I hope it sends a strong message. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, as people keep toying with it, uh, we'll, we'll see. But so far, it seems to be uh, working. So um, and I, you know, we kind of brought up the example uh, before about. Um, with an, with enough outcry, things do change. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think the example uh, that comes to mind is the Xbox um, Xbox One and the uh, PlayStation 4. When the Xbox was coming out, they wanted to have the always online, the camera, the, the no playing used games, all that stuff. Yep. And... Uh, everyone was kind of like, what, why? And this one was like, Hey, we made a box that plays video games and doesn't do all that other stuff. And everyone went to PlayStation yeah. and it took a long time for Xbox to recover, sell units after that because they had dented the reputation for a moment. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that was outcry of us basically going, nah, I don't want that. Yeah. I'm not interested. <laughs> so not interested in the thing you're selling. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's like the example. Um, I still remember that was like one of the best E3s ever. Was that that sh- sh- fucking 
just that showdown between fucking Xbox and PlayStation and the rumors of all this weird stuff they might be adding. And there's even rumors of like PlayStation, they were going to do it too. Yeah. And I feel like they might have done it, but I think they let Xbox show their cards so they can go like, well, look how fucking shitty they are. And they played them. Um, so it, that, was, that was like masterclass shit. It was crazy. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it got rejected and Microsoft took a while to recover from that. I think they're doing great. I think some of the best games in 2021 have been Microsoft games. So, um, you know, they're definitely coming back strong, but that was a huge fucking speed bump for them. And I think anybody who starts dabbling in the NFT shit is going to experience something similar. Yeah, for sure. It's just something I don't think anybody's interested in. I think a lot of people don't even understand. I don't even fully understand it. I don't even remember what the fucking T and NFT stands for. I forgot. I gotta be honest, I don't care enough to understand it. Yeah. Is the problem. Yeah. So I think a lot of people uh are selling NFTs and so they're enthusiastic about it. Yeah. And they're convincing people they should be enthusiastic about it because they're like, Oh, you own this thing that nobody else owns. It's like, yeah, I can take a screenshot uh, yeah, of that. It's people chasing dollars. Yeah. So, so uh yeah, but I do see the future of people possibly owning digital things. We're just not there yet. But um, anyway, uh, unless you have anything else more to say on this, uh, let us know in the comments. What do you guys think about the whole NFT thing in general, but also in gaming? Um, maybe you are uh, positive about NFTs in gaming. Maybe there's some arguments to be made. Make them in a civil way, hopefully, and uh, we can talk about it in the comments and we can feature you on the next taste cast if it's a good point and uh let's talk about it if you're with us or maybe in a gray area listen to your thoughts on nfts as well are you excited are you not excited about nfts what do you think about stalker 2 flip-flopping on their position and completely getting rid of them and what do you think about ubisoft courts and their lack of success so far in this uh, new and exciting frontier in gaming uh, let us know what you think in the comments below. And then, yeah, another thing I want to cover real quick, a little fun thing, uh, how long to beat, um, dot com. They typically show averages on playtimes and games. It's actually a website I go to a lot. If I'm being honest, uh, a lot of times I'll look at a game, like how long is that shit? And that's the first one always pops up. So they have some 2021 lists of, uh, most ofs. I thought it'd be fun to kind of go through these. Okay. The first one, and I'll make sure to read since people listen to this as well. The first one, uh, 2021 in review is most retired games. Now I looked into this. What they mean by this is people didn't complete these games. They played them. They bailed. Uh, so um, should we go from number one to 10 or 10 to one? Does it matter? Doesn't really matter. Okay. So number one, the first game uh, is 12 minutes, which is that indie game from Devolver. Uh, one I didn't play that I really wanted to play. So I didn't retire. I just did not play it. Then we got Loop Hero, which is number two. Uh, number three is The Ascent. I've played almost every single one of these games. Uh, number four is Outriders. I completely forgot that came out in like January of 2021. Uh, number five is The Medium, which is that uh, everybody liked to compare it to like Silent Hill. Um, survival horror game number six we got returnal which is that big ps5 uh one of the first exclusive ps5 games uh then we got at number seven odd world soulstorm number eight back for blood i believe that number nine cyber shadow and number 10 biomutant uh what do you think about this list and have you played any of these and have you retired any of them um loop hero makes sense to me just because it's a it's actually a long game. You could play that game forever. Yeah, I mean, I got like 60 hours in that game. And I still play it every once in a while. But and it's did, not something I'm Did like, you beat it, though? No. So you were tired of that shit. That is, a, that is not a quick beat. Uh, I'm sure I could probably look up a guide, but that kind of defeats the point, I think. Um, Outriders, I uh, haven't even started. 
Same with uh, Back for Blood. Those are both games I own and just never actually got to. Mm-hmm. And then um, Oddworld makes sense to me because it was given to everyone on PlayStation Plus. I honestly, as much as I did like it, I forgot it came out. Yeah. Yeah, that one... Wait, was that one that came on Plus? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, everyone got it, and everyone got a chance to try it. So when you give it to that many people, it's bound to be a large amount of Get retired a lot, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people probably checked it out because it's a brand new game they got for free. It's Oddworld, but Oddworld's also difficult. Yeah, that game's not easy. So I feel like <laughs> some people just, like, stop playing it. For sure. Um, I wanted to play 12 Minutes. I just never got around to it. For a game called 12 Minutes, people didn't really put a whole lot of time into it. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe uh, it just wasn't engaging enough for well, certain people. One of the reviews I watched said that they got stuck at a part. They didn't know what was going on, and it took them a while to figure it out. So maybe at that point or something like that, if it's something you got to really think about, maybe some people just kind of like, well, I'll go play something else, and I never came back. Wow, it's easy to game hop with the amount of games that exist. So Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so like I said, I pretty much played everything here. I have not played 12 minutes yet. I want to. I'll play it at some point, but it just hasn't been a priority for me. I started playing Loop Hero recently, and I completely can see uh, why that game would get retired from somebody because it feels like you put a lot of time into it, and with more time you can put into a game that is pretty easy to play like Loop Hero, um, I feel like it'd be easy to just go start playing something else. Uh, the Ascent, I have retired. I need to finish it. It's like a 12 to 15 hour game and I've put about 10 hours into it, so I'm probably close to the end. And it's fun for sure. I would definitely recommend it, but I'm, I'm one of these people they're talking about. Uh, Outriders, I retired for most of this year. I played it early on and then I went, sat down and beat it finally um, like a month ago. So uh, I had retired that as well. Haven't played the medium. I, I have ret- uh, retired Returnal. Um, I haven't played it since it came out. Uh, it's a cool game. I just, other games I want to play. I retired Oddworld Soulstorm. Played that a little bit. I enjoyed it. Make sure to go check out that episode if you want to know what we thought of that. And uh, Back for Blood, I've played like three hours of. It's a fun game. I'm just not playing it. Uh, Cyber Shadow, never played. And Bob Mutant, I want to pick up, but never picked up. So, um I, I get it. I get this list. So luckily, Outriders, I was able to come back to and finish. So, um, and I would definitely recommend it to people. So, pretty interesting list. All right, the next list we got is most completed games. Number one is Resident Evil Village. Makes complete sense to me. I beat this game I think four times. So I've I've added four to this completed. Uh, of the game uh number two is metroid dread which is cool to see i'm glad people actually played through that it's wow, uh, actually pretty crazy that people finished that yeah like in in mass numbers obviously yeah um i like how the medium is also a most completed game 12 minutes yeah interesting yeah must have just been a lot of people played those games I, I, this sounds like a shit ton of people bought them yeah which is good for them yeah number three we got ratchet and clank rift apart makes complete sense to me it's a short game and it's got a lot of value to it uh it takes two one game of the year at the game awards so uh, a lot of i don't personally know i watched a lot of people who were streaming that game too so as of right now i've retired it takes two which sucks but i need to get back in and play i'd like to finish it uh that's number four it takes two number five is super mario mario 3d world bowser's fury so that's cool people love them some mario the number six is 12 minutes the number one of the most retired so you either played the fuck out of this or you didn't um you, you bailed on it number seven is psychonauts 2 so that's cool. Pretty much a lot of the the nominees for game of the year are on this list. Uh, number eight is Near Replicant, 
and then number nine is the medium and number 10 is little nightmares 2 which i have been told to play but i already played the first one so uh i haven't played it uh but yeah like i said before ratchet and clank i'm playing through right now Apparently, it can be, beat it pretty quickly, so that definitely adds to it. But the values there because the game is just very well made. It has a lot of stuff to do. It takes two makes complete sense to me as well. Resident Evil Village is my most beat game of this year easily. Like I said, I beat it like four times. I could probably beat it a fifth time. I really enjoyed playing that game. Um, it's cool. Psychonauts 2 was a game that people felt compelled to finish. Um, it didn't really get talked about it enough, I think. Um, and it definitely... Uh, was a game that probably should have been celebrated. Uh, Near Replicant, I'm glad that also got completed a lot. Uh, you know, Near fans are Near fans, and they they probably loved it. Um, I haven't finished that, but uh, I definitely enjoyed what I played of it. And uh, yeah, any thoughts? Um, the first four on the list make complete sense. I've heard so much about all four of those games, so um, I was a little surprised with Metroid Dread only because I. Um, that does seem like a game like that could get frustrating, I guess, and, yeah. and dropped. But I'm glad to see people were completing it because I, I heard it was great. Stoked for a fucking Metroid game. Probably, um, I can personally attest to Ratchet and Clank. I'm halfway through a second playthrough. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm actually a little surprised to see Near on here, but I'm also yeah. happy to see it on here. It means a lot of people picked it up and beat it. Um, I bought it and have not played it yet, so. Um, it's on my backlog. Yeah, I put like three hours into it, and I really liked it. I'm sure I just, it's great. Too just, many games. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I was real bad about playing games through most of 2021. So yeah, a um, lot of endless stuff and a shit ton of Minecraft. So um, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Yeah. All right. Next list is most backlogged <laughs> games. Um, <laughs> I feel this is people bought this but didn't play them. Yeah. Um, because I was looking for like a definition. They don't have it anywhere, but I was reading through it and it seemed like everyone was kind of on the same page that these are games that people own, but they're not playing. So it's not retired. It's just they haven't gotten to it. So uh, most backlog games, 2021. Uh, number one is Near Replicant, which makes complete sense for the reasons we just kind of said. Um, it is uh, a remake. Um of an original game, so I think the priority is not as high as all the brand new games this year, so that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, Resident Evil Village, I think is funny, because a lot of people played, a lot of people loved it, but a lot of people didn't play it. I actually know somebody who uh, who has it, hasn't played it, so um, yeah, I, I get that. Uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition is number three. Um, I forgot that came out this year. Another like remake thing though. So that's yeah. Funny. Yeah, exactly. Like your priority is going to be like, Oh, I want that. I, I almost bought it, but I was like, I'm not going to play it. So mm-hmm. I'll wait. So it's literally this, uh, number four is super Mario 3d world Bowser's fury. Number five is the legend of Zelda skyward sword HD. That's an interesting one. Number six is Metroid dread. Number seven is psychonauts two. Number eight is tales of arise, a game I am still trying to finish. Uh, number nine is death loop. And number 10 is Bravely Default 2. Any thoughts? Uh, so Nier makes sense because it's one of my backlog games. Uh, it's a game you got to own, but maybe don't have time to play. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, there's two other games on this list that I had interest in buying, but did not. But And it would probably would have ended up in my backlog anyways, which would be Tales of Arise and Bravely Default 2. So. I forgot Bravely Default 2 came out this year. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I thought it came out last year. Really early this year. Yeah. Yeah. Resident Evil came out early this year. Fucking uh, Outriders. Like, I could have swore that came out last year, but 
Yeah, it came out like in January. So it's the games like that are weird. Um, and they kind of fall on the back burner a lot of times. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, th- this list makes sense to me. Um, I feel like a lot of these are like names and the hype alone would make you want to go buy them or the nostalgia. And then you go, well, yeah, but I was going to play this or I was going to play that. Or, you know, I bought Resident Evil Village. Everybody's talking about it. But like, ah, I don't really play those type of games a whole lot. Should I play it? Like, I see a lot of people going like, should I play Resident Evil Village? I'm like, yes. Um, Deathloop. I mean, that's a retired game for me. I, I got I almost finished it and then I stopped playing it. And I don't know if I'm going to come back to it. I'm not. I feel like I've gotten the experience outside of it and finished the story. So, um, yeah, I can kind of get where somebody might buy Deathloop because they're hearing all these great things, but then they're like, eh, I'll play something else. So completely get that. Uh, Tales of Rise, Rise is interesting because, like, I feel like if you bought Tales of Rise, you sh- probably should have played it. I don't think everybody bought Tales of Rise because it's a very specific anime JRPG. You got to be into that to go and buy it. So... Maybe those people are playing Final Fantasy fourteen or something, and they just don't have time to play it. Um, I bought it because I was stoked about it, and I'm trying to finish it still. So, And then, uh, yeah, a lot of the, the remakes, remasters make complete sense to me. So, um, Mario makes a lot of sense to me, too, because a lot of people are just going to buy Mario. Just the, like, oh, yeah, new Mario game, they just buy it. I mean, especially if you have kids. Yeah. So, yeah, anything else? Mm-mm. All right, last list we got to talk about, which I find really interesting, is most played platforms of 2021. The number one most played platform, that's almost hard to say, is PC. Apparently people are playing a lot of PC right now. Now, obviously PC is a very broad uh, um, platform, I guess. A lot of people got PCs. Yeah. Uh, people could be playing, you know, like Flash games on there or something. I don't know. But uh, anyway, it's number one. Number two is PlayStation 4. Still going strong. That makes sense. Nobody can get their hands on on uh, certain consoles. Number three is Nintendo Switch. Also makes also sense. makes sense. Number four is PlayStation Five. Um, so even though they're kind of scarce, it's the number four most There's played. Multi million of them sold. Yeah, not that I. They're scarce. Don't get me wrong, but people have them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, number five is Xbox One. So the the one is still going strong, which is cool to see. Same reasons. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Number six is PlayStation 3. That one's surprising. It's an interesting one. And that kind of goes with like PlayStation's longevity. Their consoles go on for fucking ever. One and people f- use them forever. We're also speaking internationally. There are certain countries where that might be the affordable console right now. Yeah, for sure. Because of the that way, was PlayStation uh, 2's thing for a long yeah, time. The way money works and, and conversion and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Surprisingly to me, number seven is Xbox series X and S. Uh, they put them together, uh, and even together, I guess they're number seven. So, um, apparently they're not fine. People aren't finding those. They're not playing them. Uh, number eight is Xbox 360, which is pretty interesting, but PlayStation three is on there as well. So, uh, number nine is Nintendo 3ds. That thing is never going to die. And then, um, Number 10 is PlayStation 2. Yeah. Still going strong. <laughs> that thing, I, I feel like the PS2 is only being used in like for gaming in very small amounts, but I feel like a lot of people probably still use it as a DVD player. Probably. So. I feel like it might be in like some display cases still, like just playing DVDs yeah, on repeat. For sure. Um, 
Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously it's it's real tough with like the PS5 and the Xbox series right now because obviously demand is so high and uh, manufacturing is very difficult right now. So mm-hmm. um, it'll be interesting to see what this looks like next year. Uh, yeah. Because although I don't know, I don't think it'll be completely solved. I think we'll be in a much better place um, in, in regards to production. Fucking, I hope, yeah. I at least hope we are because it's, it's really fucky right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, but yeah, the, the PC one, I, I, I think um, is a interesting one, mostly just because um, just on a personal level, I play mostly on PC. Yeah, me too. And then secondary, I actually play my Switch probably more than I play my PS5 and then my PS5. And I have played my PS4 this year for VR. So, Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah when I play my PlayStation 5, um, I'm either playing it or I'm not. It's not like a little casual here, a little there. It's like I'm either playing a game I, like I can play on PS5 and I'm just going nuts with it or I'm not playing it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, PC is my, I would say, 95, 96% of my gaming is on PC in the last year easily. Uh, I've been really embracing my PC again in the last two years. So for a while there, I was like playing a lot of PlayStation 4. Um, so yeah, I'm back to PC Master Race apparently. Uh, but yeah, PlayStation 4 makes complete sense. I still think it's great. The games it offers is great. Um, you, can, I know a bunch of people who are still playing PlayStation 4. Um, an Xbox One. I mean, the games are still coming out for them, so why not? Games are still coming out. Yeah. Um, most of them are optimized still very well for that, so uh, a lot of value with still having that. Um, Nintendo Switch, I still think, is one of the best consoles out, uh, even with the new consoles. I still think it's like... Even as a PC player, it fits on your desk so it's easily. perfect, dude. Such like... a good console. Such a good console. I was talking to somebody today, and he was talking about... Uh, the potential next Nintendo console coming out within like next year or so. I'm like, I don't even know if they need to, honestly. Like, you saw how they handled the 3DS. That thing lasted forever. People don't give a shit about the power that thing has. They want, they love the fun factor and the and the exclusives. Yeah. And the Switch is is not technically their next portable, but it is. It totally. It's is. everything. Like it's their next console and portable. It's it's the they perfect made a portable hybrid. version of it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so they're gonna support the fuck out of it, and it's not lacking in sales. Yeah, it's doing just fine. So, um, and they could always just release a upgrade version that still plays all its old catalog and um, can play like games at higher graphics. So uh, they don't have to abandon the Switch anytime soon. Anytime soon, so that makes complete sense. Uh, PS5 is cool to see at four, and uh, you know I'm I'm really like honestly I'm not even like trying to sound like I'm talking shit or something like that because some people were like on Twitter were like Xbox Series number seven. It's actually surprising to me. I know people with Xboxes, so um, that's really weird. Xbox One being at five though, I mean like people are fucking playing that. People are on Xbox. It makes sense. There's more of those out in the wild than there are um, the other uh, new consoles. Well, and then within the ecosystem of Xbox, more people are going to have ones. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Well, and they're setting it up now where you can stream on your consoles. So, yeah, which I called a long time ago, and people said I, it was never going to happen. Anyway, I was like, why? It literally makes no sense. If you can stream it from anywhere, why? Why couldn't you play it on anything? Um, yeah, Microsoft doesn't care where you're at. So yeah, yeah, they just want you in their ecosystem. Um, 
But yeah, this this uh, list, I'm not going to throw everything again. We already kind of went through it, but uh, it, it was kind of enlightening. I thought it was kind of interesting to see where gaming is at when it comes to chosen platforms. And it's crazy as somebody who's been playing PC for a long time. We've been playing PC since we were kids, like pretty actively um, back when, you know, the consoles were like, like, oh, God, I don't play PC. Should I play on consoles? It's interesting to see that it's grown so it's so more accessible now. So many more people are playing on PC nowadays than ever. Um, and it shows. I'm going to have to say a, a big thank you to the long console cycle that happened on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause all the graphics ended up being on PC. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people are making the jump over to steam and realizing that steam likes to sell shit for real cheap all the time. Um, well, before crypto as well, uh, PCs got really inexpensive for a yeah. while. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, crypto fucking ruined everything when it comes to that. Um, I saw a video recently of a dude's uh, server room and uh, GPU room, and he had, like, this huge fucking office building room, and there was just all these fucking uh, 3070s, I think they were, a shitload of them. Just like, it's like easily a hundred. Yeah, it's a of rack them. of them. All fucking yeah. just set up. And he's just like, this is my room. This is where it all happens. This is where my server's at. And I was just, and the comments were just fucking full of people who were just crazy pissed. I mean, I get it. Yeah, me too. It, it was just wild to like see it. It's also wild. I mean, we're going on tangent, but. Uh, <laughs> I remember when the 3000 series came out, I got very lucky, was able to get my hands on a 3080, but about that time, I remember seeing people, uh, like, I think it was a, a miner, was trying to tell people that they didn't need graphics cards for video games, <laughs> that they that they were they were meant for, for crypto mining and i was like who the fuck are you <laughs> a guy who's only interested in getting crypto God. yeah it's ridiculous you're uh you're the new guy here man yeah. fuck off <laughs> yeah yeah i think most uh pc gamers would uh agree so it's it's fucking ridiculous mm-hmm. but anyway um that's that list yeah and uh, unless you have anything else to say on it Play a lot of PC. It makes sense. PC all day. Yeah, I, I really do play too much uh, PC. I need to I need to play my Switch more. Um, and my PS5, which I've been playing plenty, uh, which we'll get into in a sec. But let us know in the comments. What do you guys think of the uh, most retired games, most completed games, most backlog games, and most played platforms. Do you uh, do you understand and agree with this? You think they're like, oh, what the fuck? Why is that there? Uh, let me know everything you're thinking about when it comes to these lists in the comments below. And yeah, uh, we're going to jump back into what we've been playing, what we typically do. That ran a little long, but I figure there's a lot of stuff there to talk about. Uh, luckily, my list is insanely short because I can't talk about it. Um, but I'm going to talk a little bit about it. So uh, let me just jump in first. Um, so our game of the month, uh, which you guys should be playing, and we'll talk about at the end of the month, is Guilty Gear Strive. It's a fighting game. Um, I purchased that. I played it, and I can't talk about it, but I will talk about it at the end of the month. I will say, though, it is real interesting seeing those 3D anime graphics. Every time I see it, I'm like, what the fuck? How, how the hell do you do this? And they have like four fighting games they've made that look like that now. Yeah, ever so. since they came out with it, I was like, why are you going 3D? I'm like, no, this is this is the 2D game. Just 
3D. They can just do some really weird yeah, shit with the cameras now. Anime. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. And a bunch of games do that now with like uh, Tales of Rise and stuff. But having that fixed 2D angle that looks like animation and then the camera sweeps around their face and they're 3D, I'm like, that's such a crazy technology. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about the end of the month. Uh, and then uh, Plus Club games, I've played Lego DC Super Villains. Um, a little teaser on the conversation we'll have about that. I've uninstalled it. So, um, <laughs> so we'll talk about that. That could be good. That could be good, right? Um, played Halo Infinite campaign for like an hour, so I've barely touched it. Um, but it looks pretty good. Uh, I was impressed with the storytelling for a three-four-three game. Um, the gameplay is just like the multiplayer, so it's really good, really tight. It's good to, um, good to hear. So whenever I have time to. Uh, feel a little experimental. I could pick that up and actually play it. So, yeah. Well, it'd be fucking great if the co-op came out with it. Jesus Christ! There's some guy who like glitched it out and he was able to make a split-screen multiplayer. So that's interesting. People are that shit will be modded before they release an official one. Probably it's on PC. So I don't think it's a problem. There's no. There's no. Fu- <laughs> it's so fucking crazy, dude. Like I. I like Kalo, Halo's campaigns. <laughs> I love Kalo. Uh, that's the name of that guy, right, Craig? Um, anyway, uh, I, I like the campaigns. I think they're fun, but uh, I've always played them co-op. They're they've always been a blast playing with at least one other person. Like they're 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 a lot of fun. Um, so it's such a bummer, and that's one of the reasons why. Like you might you might be thinking like you only put an hour into it. Yeah, I want to play with people. <laughs> I was playing. I was like, this game's kind of dope. I want to play this with somebody. So I feel like I should beat it though, like soon, because we're gonna be talking about the game of the year for us soon, and it might be a contender. So anyway, want to be a contender? Yeah, I want to be a contender. Uh, and then lastly, I've been only playing Godfall. Um. So, you know, come back for Plus Club so we can talk about Godfall. A couple things I want to touch on, though, with Godfall, uh, just to kind of give you some something uh, from me, I guess. Uh, I've been playing a lot. I am Ascension level 118. Uh, so if you're playing it, you probably know what that means. Um, and yeah, been playing a lot. One thing I want to kind of throw out there, though, that I, I see a lot of confusion with, um, and this doesn't really coincide with the Plus Club discussion, but something I just want to let people know because I made the same mistake. Uh, so what Godfall uh, Challenger Edition is, is just the end game. They don't give you the campaign. And some of the cosmetics um, you can't access because they're in a expansion that came out for the campaign. So you're just getting the end game. You can play. There's a lot of content there. Uh, they do have a $15 upgrade that gives you the campaign and the expansion. This isn't a commercial for that. Just letting you know when you buy that, it doesn't tell you really how to access that. Uh, so there's a lot of people in forums because I was looking it up. I was like, how do I access what I just bought? It's only 15 bucks, but like where the fuck's what I bought? Um, and all these people all these people were like, you got ripped off. Sony fucking ripped you off. They gave you a shit game and they, they stole your $15. You better I fucking don't understand. So they stole from me. Exactly. They're like so many people were like, you can't get a <laughs> refund either. Sony will not give you a refund. So you just fucking gave them $15. And all these people were like, what the fuck going crazy and shit. And I was like, there's no fucking way. Yeah. And then somebody was like, well, I contacted Gearbox and they gave me like a code or something like that. But I didn't get to keep my saves because they gave me a different version or something like that. So anyway, I want to clear this up. 
when you buy that content, because I for a second I was like, did I, I, I never thought I got ripped off. I was just going to hit up Gearbox and be like, hey, my game's not working. But anyway, what you have to do when you buy that content is there is a something called Seven, or Seventh Sanctum, which is a character in the campaign. There's like three blue faces in the main hub. You have to walk up to her, press circle. It will initiate the campaign's beginning because you didn't go through the campaign's tutorial and you will have access to the campaign and all the stuff you bought. <laughs> so just letting you guys know, you didn't get, Sony did not steal your money. You just didn't look hard enough. Because I, I, well, at first I was like, okay. And then I looked at the forum. I'm like, oh shit, is there like a problem they got to sure. fix? It should be communicated better for sure. Yeah. But how quick people were like, like Sony fucking ripped you off. This is what they do. The, people were like, they release shit games on PlayStation Plus and then they fucking steal your money. Dude, and I was we like, we live in a time of extreme paranoia of everything. So. Sure. And I'm just like, dude, play, PlayStation's. Owned by Sony, a huge global corporation. They don't go around scamming people. What are you talking about? Like, oh my god! And I was like, and I'm thinking, like, it's a it's Gearbox's game. It wouldn't be Sony ripping you off. They, like, if they got wind of it, they'd take it down like Cyberpunk. Like, yeah, they don't want the reputation. Yeah, I was like, dude, why? And there's so many people talking like this in forums. I was like, holy shit! So I just want to clear that air. You buy that fifteen dollar upgrade. I forgot what's called it's the story campaign upgrade or something like that. Fifteen dollars. When you go into the hub, before you go on missions, across the way, you're going to see the three faces, Seventh Sanctum, hit circle on her face, walk over her, hit circle, talk to her, and then the campaign will yeah, be introduced. Yeah, side of the vendor. Yes, exactly. That's all I want to say. Now, I haven't said any of my opinions on the game. I've just been playing a lot, so take that as you will. We'll talk about that very soon on Plus Club. Uh, I have a lot to say about Godfall. Um, and yeah, what, what, what are you playing? That's all. That's my whole list. Um all right, well, before filming, I was playing Pokemon um, Diamond uh, Remake. Can't remember the exact name. I think it's Shining or Brilliant or whatever. Um, still trying to beat the Elite Four and Cynthia because for some reason they're really hard in this game. And my party's just not really the right setup for it. So I have mm -hmm. to go fine-tune my group, I think, because... Um, I'm way above the level I should be, and I'm still getting one shot by some of their some of the Pokemon. So, um, I'd like to do that because I want to do the post game um, because that's like one of the best parts of playing a Pokemon game. <laughs> um, that's pretty much it. There, uh, I bought a game called Groove Coaster. Can't remember the sub name of it on Switch. It is a beat game that uh you literally just go, you go down a line like a mm. roller coaster and certain symbols will come down and you hit the correct buttons on the controller when they line up that's pretty much it mm. but on a whim i watched the stream it looked fun so um it's two music games i've bought recently though both from taito actually so yeah because you get that drum master the, did we talk about that already yet you never brought up last time. Oh, well, I bought that too. I don't have the, the cool controller, uh, so I have to use the uh, the Switch, uh, what do they call those, pucks or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, The Joy-Cons? Yeah, Joy-Cons, yeah. there we go. And uh, yeah, it has a lot of the same music because it's the same uh, company producing the music games. But. Yeah, for, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Taito 
drum master Tycho. 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 Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tito. What is, what is that? The company. Um, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I know that name from somewhere. Space uh, Invaders. Yeah. yeah. Tycho Drum Master, if you don't know what that is, uh, for whatever reason, it is a game where you had uh, sticks and you drum to songs or whatever. And they have that on Switch. And uh, it's kind of the perfect console for you to be able to buy that without buying a peripheral because it has the Joy-Cons that can be used. Uh, although take we, some did, calibration. we did run into some calibration issues, which yeah. is completely fixable. You just have to take the time to make sure your calibration is good and then not have to worry about it later. Um, but at first it did feel kind of off because you're not contacting yeah. a point uh so you have to get the the flick down so the joy cons know you're yeah, i think if i played it more often i'd probably look for a controller but um oh dude yeah if they still have them i would totally prefer to play it with an actual well, I'm sure, drum i'm sure you can even though it's, them, it'd but... be a good way to piss off neighbors probably um i've seen people who put a towel over them to muffle it so yeah that'd be way to do it Anyways, those are fun. There's not a lot to talk about there. You, you play to the beat and you get high score. So um, I am not as good at these as I used to be, but it has also been years since I played these kind of games. So yeah, it's season, dude. You're not you're not all trained up. No, I feel I like if I played I'm DDR not... right now, I'd fucking do horrible. Oh yeah. Have, well, they're, they're completely different now. It's like this whole platform that uh, there's no directions on it. It's just anywhere you can put your your feet on it essentially it's it's That's the thing yeah oh, it's okay. it's crazy is that still ddr a different game um does ddr still not, exist i don't think it's called ddr but i think it is still konami i could be wrong if you know what i'm talking about uh comment oh, below yeah, ddr is konami yep that makes all the sense all the same yeah. <laughs> um yeah they own a couple beat games too uh, and I'm sure they only exist in arcades because for some reason Konami likes to make, uh, or in casinos, physical games, <laughs> uh, they like peripherals that take money. Yeah. They like <laughs> to be able to put things in buildings where people will just give them passive money. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else did I have any other just kind of like one offs? I played all the plus games and game of the month. So, um, like Seth You're ready. said, I can't really talk about them. Um, I have put time into all of them at this point, though, so I can talk about them. On that note, I haven't put in enough time on Moral Shell, but I plan on doing that ASAP. I put in just enough time. Take that as you will. Yep. We'll discuss it later. I definitely have thoughts about it, so yeah, for sure. Um, and then the the big one, I've been Endwalker came out. I've been playing it. I beat it. Um the, the the TLDR, it's amazing. Uh, like an A, 100%, like completely solidifies the last 10 years of story. I have zero complaints. They didn't leave any weird cliffhangers, and the storytelling was fantastic. Um, pacing wasn't always good, but even during the slow moments, the dialogue of just people talking to each other was written so well um, that even that was interesting. So I am more than pleased um with how they wrapped up that story i haven't heard anybody not say what you said <laughs> yeah like nobody's like yeah, it was cool like everybody's like yeah it was good I, i've even asked people like oh did you beat 14 They're like yeah and i'm like so was it was it amazing they're like oh yeah yeah no it's it, it <laughs> like, fantastic there's um, no doubt they also took some major risks with the story and I got freaked out on both of them when this happened. I was like, this is how you ruin stories. This is how you ruin stories. And they didn't. And they nailed it. Yeah. So 
Um, I can't say anything because it completely yeah. ruins the second half of the expansion. But I will say this, the sneaky fuckers, they didn't show you shit in any of the marketing. Nothing. That's cool. So, like, dude, so much <laughs> shit nowadays shows you everything and something. So I, I appreciate that there. But it seems like a lot of Japanese games are, like, really good about like uh, super their, protective yeah they don't it's it's a very western thing to just show your whole movie in a trailer or show your whole fucking game in the last scene of the game yeah. in the trailer and so i'm glad that they're they're keeping the dream alive of actually having real surprises yeah um and they said this beforehand but it has more spoken dialogue than any of the expansions before the amount of Dialogue period in it is like 30% more than Shadowbringers. Um, man. Uh, and I'm at a point, and I think a lot of people could probably agree with this. I don't know where they're going to go next, which is scary and exciting. So, um, Yeah, because they got to go somewhere. It's an MMO. Yeah. There are things, there are a couple loose ends that didn't wrap up, um, which they could you know, use, but... Uh, all the major points are all taken care of. It's funny because like this expansion obviously is going to have it had that hype because it's a it's a conclusion, and so people are going to be really curious. Just like if you're watching a movie, you want to see the final act, or you're watching an anime and you want to know how this arc completes, or the whole you're, you the anime is about to end, you want to know how it ends. But I also think like the next expansion is going to have a lot of hype as well because it's going to start something new. And so people are going to really want to know where the hell it's going. Not even the next expansion. The next patch is the beginning of sure. where they're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 6.1. There's going to be a lot of buildup to like to be wild. <laughs> what the future of Final Fantasy 14 is, essentially. Uh, depending on how much pacing they put into that, obviously. Mm -hmm. so. um, and, you know, the raid dropped today um, as of recording. So I get to look forward to that storyline. Um, can't talk about it too much because it is also in that I can't talk about it section. Um, any other points I want to bring up? The zones are very cool. There's only one zone I found kind of annoying. Um, the Crayola crayon zone, the hmm. colorful place we talked about last time. I don't know if I'd say it's colorful. Um, it's in the, it's in the media tour stuff. So I guess I could say which zone is labyrinthos. Um, it's an underground area. Yeah, I'm not talking about that. <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, I'm i not a big fan of it. Um, getting around, it's a pain in the butt. The story there is is part of the slow part. And honestly, mm -hmm. um, probably could have been told differently and, and sped up, but then they would have you know, had this whole zone <clears throat> for no reason. So um, it's probably the only part of the game, if I'm going to nitpick, um, I wasn't a huge fan of the rest. Of the, the zone is, is cool looking. They're all cool looking. They did a good job. This, this expansion, um, regardless of like personal taste, they're, they're all well done. Um, <clears throat> uh, every dungeon was good. I can't say that about any other expansion. Um, there's usually at least one dungeon that I find a little annoying, uh, not because it wasn't cool the first time through for story, but re-clears are not fun. Um, and I think these ones so far, um, I've run into reclear issues, so that's been good. And then I haven't played Reaper Sage yet, so I can't talk about the new jobs, but from what I've heard, they're both fun. So that's great to hear. Uh, most of the complaints come from uh, older jobs that just didn't get 
good enough changes, but hmm. major balance changes haven't happened yet either. So we'll see. Um, in a couple weeks when they do some minor changes and then at 6.1, they'll do sweeping, uh, balance changes. So is there anything else I want to bring up? Um, yeah, the Beastman race that you run into the second one, we're going to just keep it there. Um, I want a plushie really bad. They're adorable. Yeah. You're saying that last time <laughs> I still, I don't think I looked them up. I think they're public knowledge, but I, I'd rather not talk about it in case people are trying to avoid it. So yeah, that's uh, fair. Yeah. But yeah, um, overall story-wise, I, th- I think um, they did the best they've done. On a personal level, I actually prefer, personally, the the Shadowbringer storyline. But um, hmm. <clears throat> I think that's just because, uh, how do I word this? It's focused on like a thing versus like a lot. Um, and Walker is a very big story and it's very cool, but it's not as, um, I guess needle focused the Shadowbringer. And I mm. really, I really, um, I guess the best way to put it is I, the villain in, or the, not the villain, <clears throat> the, uh, antagonist. Is that the word I want? Mm-hmm. Antagonist and Shadowbringers is just amazing. So, mm. um, I really like, um, I think that was, it puts a lot of weight on it for me. Now that doesn't mean I don't like Ann Walker. I, I had to clarify this for some before. It's amazing. I just have yeah. a slight preference towards you. Just yeah. the, the elements they, they put into the last one just really worked. Speak more to, yeah. to me. Um, but yeah, I love this expansion. I can't wait to see the two raids series that come out. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where they go with the with the game because that's really interesting to me a lot of a lot of mmos don't have like a uh, jrpg mindset when it comes to storytelling so um yeah it's i saw somebody on twitter going like fucking there's still people in 2021 who don't realize that final fantasy 14 is like a legit final fantasy game and you know talking about how you know there's a there's a complete final fantasy story there that people uh, are really one of the best people who are uninitiated just think like it's like a uh, Final Fantasy theme, themed MMO. Um, I always try and tell people like it's literally it's a multiplayer fucking Final Fantasy game. I mean that's it. So yeah. uh, you're gonna be doing a lot of story by yourself in that game. So and then you know doing dungeons and shit with people, but uh, it definitely has a lot of JRPG philosophy in it. Yeah, one um, to to uh, give more credit to that as well, like it's really hard for me to become emotional for anything. And, uh, the, towards the end of end Walker, I was pretty mentally kind of messed up for part of it. So hmm. interesting. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I don't, I, as of lately, there's not a whole lot of games I feel emotional towards. I guess maybe the one, the last one was the last was part two. Hmm. Um, even though I did see the the leaks playing the game myself, uh, playing a game with characters I care about, seeing where it went, uh, it'd be impossible for me not to have a uh, emotional attachment to that. I guess my hype for Alan Wake too, there's some emotion <laughs> there. I wasn't expecting that. Um, but as soon as I saw it, I was like, fuck yes. Well, I don't want to speak for Chris, but he told me he cried three times playing Ed Walker. So. <laughs> 
Hmm. Would you be open to doing a uh, spoiler talk with uh, Chris? Maybe if you can get him uh, dialed in and maybe some other people from the community. I can't be there for that conversation, but you know how to record. Uh, I'm not going to promise anything. Sure. Yeah. No promises. Don't expect it. But I, uh, but it'd be kind of cool for anybody who's also playing 14 to maybe get your full thoughts on the actual things that happen in the game. Oof. Big maybe. Just get your fucking, get the free company together on Discord and just talk about it. Yeah. Record the audio and then have uh, Final (laughs) Fantasy XIV visuals. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. uh... All right, you guys got it. We'll see. Anything else? No. 14? Play anything else? No. No, that's pretty much it. I uh, I was very dead set on on beating it, so I didn't run into any spoilers. Unfortunately, I ran into one on my journey. Uh, looking up music, out of all things, so hmm. kind of upset me. The uh, fair warning to you guys, actually, don't don't search if you're playing fourteen. You want anything spoiled? Just stay off of YouTube's uh, recommended for a little bit because it is just throwing random crap at people. So yeah. I got a, not not that I care too much, but I got Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man movie, spoiled for me, but it was just something that I just assumed happened in any way. Yeah, I don't think that one would bother me too much, but I'm yeah, not invested. I, I'm, I'm, I'm tapped out on, on Marvel movies. They're, I mean, they're fine, they're fun, but like I just, I'm fatigued from it. But the new one, there's a lot of speculation on, a, I'm not going to spoil anything, so don't worry. Uh, there's a lot of speculation something's going to happen based on casting and uh, some reoccurring characters. And then I saw a picture and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's exactly what I thought was going to happen. So it seems pretty cool. I've heard nothing but good things. So. I've heard, yeah, nothing but good things. People are like, it's as good as Endwalker. Or not Endwalker. <laughs> Endgame. <laughs> and uh, I have not heard that claim. Uh, and so I, I I'm like. tell them they're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of people, it's cool because I guess not that we're doing a movie talk, but um, even though I need to start doing that. Uh, after Endgame, everybody was like, yeah, Marvel's over. It's fine. And I'm like, can it be, please? Can we get back to making other things? But uh, this. Yeah, I'd like to care about movies again. Yeah. This. Uh, well, I really want to see that new uh, Robert Eggers movie, The uh, the Northman, that just the trailer came out. I think today and it's fucking awesome looking, but, uh, he made the lighthouse and the witch. Did you see out of those? Yeah. He's, he's making some really good movies. Um, anyway, what was I talking about? Uh, the, the excitement for Marvel for Marvel fans was kind of dying off. So she was like black widow coming out and people talking shit about it or whatever. Uh, Shang, Shang Chi or whatever, you know, I think people liked, but didn't hear much about it. And then this has come out and people like re-energized. So apparently it was that good. Yeah, I mean that's good. I'm glad. It, I mean, obviously, you know, celebrate anytime someone can make a good movie. So, even within yeah. the spectrum of Marvel movies, there's a couple in there that are like really, really good. So, yeah, yeah. Anything else you can plan though? Nope. I would just stress that people who haven't stay off the internet. Fourteen should play it. Um, yeah, it is definitely one of the best final fantasies to exist so yeah it's crazy story that's a crazy thing to hear there's some good final fantasies there are yeah 
All right, well, let us know in the comments. What do you guys think? Are you playing Endwalker? No spoilers, please. please. But if you like it, let me know you like it. Let me know how much you like it. And what games have you guys been playing? Um, have you been playing the Plus games? Make sure to play those. And uh, yeah, let us know any games you might recommend uh, us play. And are, is there any games coming out soon? Uh, that you're excited for pretty much all of 2022. I was looking at a release thing for 2022, and I think January we're safe, but like February it starts. There's like seven games in February I got to pick up, and then all of uh, March. I said I know there's something in March I want to pick up. Uh, almost every game releasing in March I'm buying, and then after that I'm buying like five games. I'm like, dude, this is fucking, <laughs> it's just stupid. So uh, yeah, it, you got Jan- January. To fucking to play uh, your Christmas presents to get get right with God, because fucking <laughs> after that it's all over, dude. It's fucking game. It's coming out February. Everything. Hmm. I don't. You have to look at at the list. It's fucking stupid. There's so many games coming out in 2022. It's r- ridiculous. There's no. We're gonna do here in a moment something that uh, is coming out in March that I'm definitely picking up after playing the second beta. With that, you must be talking about Chocobo GP official release day announced trailer coming out on Switch. So he's very excited for this game. I don't know. A little bit, actually. I don't know if it's actually coming out. Uh, It's coming out March 10th. Oh, shit. So it is coming out in March 2022. (laughs) I was correct um, with that joke. Uh, There's a Chocobo GP coming out. Um, I haven't really seen anything on this. Uh, I do like me some Chocobo games on Switch. I played Chocobo Dungeon 2 and liked that more than I thought it would. I remember Chocobo Racing. I remember when I brought dropped that on you one time. What? This? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Fucking Chocobo Racing. I dropped that one time, and you're like, I don't remember that game existed. I'm like, I do. I remember that case. So we got Chocobo GP coming out, uh, resurrecting that. And uh, before we watch it, like I said, I haven't really seen much on this outside of this quick scrubbing I did to check the video uh, for audio reasons. Um, it seems like everybody's starting to make like there's some some other cart ra- racer coming out. I'm not saying this is a car racer, but um, some other like uh, thing coming out like this. It seems like people are kind of dabbling in the Mario Kart scene again and making these like fun little racing games. Kind of people I still see playing Mario Kart Eight. Um, it kind of makes sense because obviously. Like you make a fun game, they're gonna keep mm-hmm. playing it. So when well, there's room for it, and uh, I love Square's like little side games they make. They always make these like little dorky Final Fantasy side games. They're always like pretty fun, and uh, you know Chocobos, Moogles, all that stuff are always a lot of fun. Um, all their mascots to to see in in random games, let alone get their own game. So I'm actually kind of excited for this, and I'm, without even really watching it too much, I'm probably gonna buy this. Um. I'm just excited that, you know, when Square was kind of getting their shit back together, they're playing it really safe, and it seems like they're starting to branch out now yeah. with um, licensing out properties. Oh, they're way comfortable now. And, and now doing stuff like this. Yeah. Um, that Dungeon Explorers game I picked up, that was such a gamble. I'm sure it didn't cost a lot to make, but mm-hmm. that's not a game they, they would have made like five years ago. So um, pretty cool. Yeah, for I'm, sure. I'm happy to see it because um, – there's not a lot of huge companies making like, you know, these kind of games. Mm-hmm. It's usually smaller teams. So. No, people are making fucking NFTs. <laughs> They're not making goddamn chocobo games. So. They're not making just fun games to enjoy. Yeah. So these guys in Capcom, I'd love to see Capcom get uh, dabble more into the the small little side games like they used to do as well. So yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Tactical tactical games. If you can get the demand there, though, that uh, front mission NVIDIA Final leak that happened Fantasy. months ago. Supposedly, we might be getting Final Fantasy Tactics. At some I point. keep seeing that rumor popping up. I so hope that's real. I know someone else who probably is. So I, I I want it to be like brand. I don't want like a. I don't want a remaster. I want like a brand new remake. I, th- I think the rumor was a remake. Yeah, so. that would be fucking amazing. I'd be so so fucking. Chrono excited Cross for that. was also on the list, which was a weird one. I'm so. pretty sure that is happening. Yeah, we'll see. That was a part of that list. So. Yeah, I remember seeing a like a leak that seemed pretty legit about that. They just did a. This is not that validating but they just did a cross promotion with a gotcha game that threw in chrono cross characters and there's no reason for them to use that ip mm. for any reason so yeah that was redundant sorry yeah i think <laughs> with the success of final fantasy uh, 7 remake uh they they're sitting on all these games they need to do six i think with the success of everything they've been doing lately because yeah. they're just raking in money right now yeah yeah hopefully they don't get too I, complacent yeah. let's, not do, let's not do that again please yeah yeah because as soon as ubisoft start turning things around i keep bringing up ubisoft but i'm so disappointed in them uh as soon as they start you know getting things together and people are excited about them again they're like let's fucking burn it down dude so <laughs> little, well, i mean battlefield <laughs> activision's on fire dude fucking ea kind of for a second seemed like they turned things around and they were they released battlefield i'm like dude it's more of a disappointment than a bad thing, I guess. But. The 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 big three, they're done, dude. I mean, they're making their money, but no one gives a fuck about them. It's crazy. Sad. Yeah, like you, you're the biggest companies with the most money, and you can't generate fucking legit excitement. You just have people who have been playing your games for long enough, and they're giving you the money. That's it. No one's no one's newly excited for shit they make. Anyway, anyway, we gotta watch this Chocobo GP let's thing. Go, let's get happy and watch Chocobos. Yeah. So uh, we said our piece. Yes. We've gotten right with God when it comes to 2022. <laughs> let's fucking sure. let's do this. Oh yeah, I'm all about Ready, this. Ready, set, Chocobo. <laughs> this looks pretty good. Adventure takes Except place on a crazy racetrack of this? magic and mayhem, and players of all pee? skill levels can compete. Exactly. It's pandemonium as racers battle for position right from the tight. starting line. Whether you're holding the lead or charging in from behind, magic sight and special abilities are the key to victory. Literally, that's why I made Dude, <laughs> I want to play this. Story mode to unlock new courses and characters. Have the Moogle. Compete for the overall top spot within four races. Yeah. Do you have what it takes to claim victory in all of yeah. the series races? How about facing off against your past self? Race against ghosts uploaded from other players all across the globe in That's time cool. attack. Create your own crazy custom races where you choose the number of courses and types of magicite. Hmm. Enjoy local and online multiplayer with friends. Compete for first place in online knockout tournaments with up That's to cool. 64 players. Yeah, missiles. Claim awesome rewards with new rewards each season. You'll be on the edge of your seat. this game. Oh my god, will be the first to cross the finish line in Chocobo GP. Who's that? The white mage? Coming March oh. 10th, 2022. <laughs> it's like, I don't know this chick. It, it, I think they may have 
been in another Chocobo game before. That specific character model, but yeah, that's just a white mage outfit. Um, what do we think? <laughs> I mean, it's it's very cute. Um, I just hope it plays good because otherwise, it looks fun. Um, I could definitely see myself uh, picking it up. So, I mean, it blatantly looks like uh, a Mario Kart game, but um, that's fine because it's kind of a it's a genre yeah. of its own. Um, and I love when Final Fantasy dabbles in genres. Uh, but uses all the things you recognize from Final Fantasy, like that Monster Hunter. Explorers. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Final Fantasy game that I, I kind of wish was on like a console or PC because be nice we, we didn't play it to its full extent. And it was a cool uh, game. Poorly optimized on 3DS. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. It felt like it, the, the idea and everything about it I loved, but the gameplay and the optimization was like not that great. But um, but I like, I like when they do this kind of thing. And this doesn't look like a cheap... I mean, it obviously doesn't have the budget of like a mainline Final Fantasy game, but it also doesn't look like they just kind of like threw this together. Uh, it, it looks pretty clean and, and good looking. Um, it's got a lot of features. I'm glad to see it has like online features uh, where you'll be playing against other people because that's not something I really expect from, I guess, a Square Enix game. Um, but yeah, it, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And I love that it's Final Fantasy themed and, you know, all the attacks and stuff from the your carts are all like, uh, Final Fantasy themed as well, and um, I love the character design. It's just dorky little chibi versions of uh, of stuff from prior games. I love that Moogle. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, yeah, I'm legit buying this. I mean, this isn't a game I was anticipating for March, but add it to the fucking list. <laughs> Take my money because uh, it 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 looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Obviously, like. Um... At the end of the day, hopefully, like, outside of the advertising for it, like, it actually does just play well because that's really going to be the, the big factor. Um, yes, I was kind of worried about. I was like, you know, are they just going to make, like, a cheap kart racer game and just kind of throw some, some you know, skins on there? But it, it looks like it, it plays smooth. Looks like it's made well. Well, so you could definitely do it because, I mean, like, there are people who have, like, fond memories of uh, – there was the Banjo-Kazooie one i believe right i don't know yeah yeah, yeah. um i know no, no. people no no uh diddy diddy kong diddy kong yeah, yeah a lot of people like diddy kong racing and then uh i loved it so uh, good. crash team racing as well yep. so which is still good i bought that that uh the most recent one i think it was like a remake or something like that but it was really good yeah so i mean other people can definitely do it um it's inevitably going to get compared to the big dog, but um, I don't think that's necessarily the fairest comparison. So I got a beta invite for, um, they used to be, I think the original one came out on like super Nintendo, but like cart racer has a little, like almost Bomberman looking guy. They're making a new one. They sent me a beta invite. I don't know how the fuck they even got my email, <laughs> but I was like, and they're like, it's going to be free to play. I was like, yeah, I'll just wait till then. But, uh, yeah, that's a car racer. I was like, people are making these right now. It's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. Cool, though. I We need experimentation because not everything needs to be a uh, giant safe title. So Yeah, I agree 100%. And like we already kind of touched on, it seems like Square Enix is, uh, is, has been, I think, for a while now, but uh, is confidently at the point where they uh, will 
try to make other games and not just ones they can bank on for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, and I like that because then we can get games that we weren't going to get in the, in the first place. And, uh, you know, some might suck, but you know, some might be the quiet man and some might be, you know, uh, fun games like, uh, stranger paradise and, uh, this. Yeah, possibly. for sure. So yeah. Anything else? No, just kind of pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Same. I, uh, I honestly like when I pulled this. I was like, oh, I should check it out, and now I'm like, no, this is fucking cool looking. So I'm glad we watched it. Let us know in the comments. I just realized we have two, two fucking Squarex games on here. Let us know uh, in the comments. What do you think about Chocobo GP? Are you excited to play it? Are you not excited to play it? Do you like kart racer games? Are you a purist and only play Mario Kart? Or are you looking for other uh, people to tackle the genre? Um, and yeah, let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below uh, when it comes to this game. All right, next video we got is another Square Enix thing. Uh, Stranger Paradise Final Fantasy Origins classes showcase so far. So maybe there's more uh, than this, but uh, this one shows quite a bit. I think this is uh, pulled from a live stream they did recently. I don't remember what it was from, but it was all over uh, Twitter, and I found a YouTube video. So we're going to watch it. I think the quality's not that great, because I think it's from a stream. But um, yeah, it's going to show the classes from um, Stranger Paradise, Final Fantasy Origins. Uh, before we watch this, me and you both played the... Was it a timed demo or beta? It was the second beta. Yeah, and we both came out of it enjoying it way more than we really were anticipating. anticipating yeah. yeah. Um, um, I am hyped for this game. Is this also coming out in March? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, this is March. Um, this is also Team Ninja, so I mean, yeah. like, uh, I guess shouldn't have been too surprised it was fun. <laughs> well, I had played the prior one though, and I was under underwhelmed by yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I actually like was I had an educated uh, uh, opinion that completely got flipped over yeah I'm, I'm just glad like it seems like tim team ninja actually does like actual betas so good for them yeah they did uh, the same thing neo yeah most people say that and it ends up being a demo so yeah or they're like oh, it's a four month old build and then they release the game you played in beta and yeah. it's like what do you what the fuck is, what are you doing why are you lying and why are you make why is this game out right now so yeah i mean like neo 2 is a great game and then we played this and it neo was a, a lot of fun fantastic game um the job system is a great addition to this style of game. Dude, I that's one of my favorite things about Final Fantasy uh, being used in different genre games is they normally incorporate that job system, which is there's the familiarity, if you know Final Fantasy, of what these jobs do, unless I'm pointing out some girl going, who the fuck's that? And you're like, that's White Mage. Um, I know what a White Mage is, but I was like, who's that? Um, <laughs> but if you have any familiarity with that, you play you know games like Explorers and the classes are essentially just the job types from yeah. Final Fantasy. And it's awesome because you're like, I like this from Final Fantasy typically. Or you can dabble in other things like, oh, I like how they did mages in this. Do the same thing in 14. And, you know, in this, they bring that to a Team Ninja style combat system. And um, the way they did it was really good. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, agreed. Uh, even like support classes are still, because all combat's still done with a. a effectively a melee weapon um you're still playing that souls like experience um although easier um but maybe not the bosses as much i guess um yeah but uh yeah the first boss was pretty rough like the white mage could still heal but it takes a lot of your resources to do mm -hmm. so so it's not something you can just like throw out a bunch so yeah 
but yeah, we both enjoyed it and kind of on the whole job thing, talking about how they handle that and how, how fun it is in the game. This will be showcasing all the classes they uh, feel like showing off right now. This could be all of them. This could be only some of them, but I believe there's quite a bit. It's two minutes, so we're going to watch this, okay. kind of just get an idea of what they're showing us and then discuss it afterwards. Ready? Yep. All right. Three, two, one, and go. So people listening, we're looking at Thief right now. And they switch over to Berserker. Thief is doing a lot of fast uh, attacks, like you would assume. And Berserker seemed to be kind of fast, but also a bit more brutal. Now we got White Mage and Ronin, which is a type of samurai, which was pretty fucking dope. Red Mage, which I love this style of Red Mage. Oh, that's wow, cool. Dope, yeah. We got samurai. Oh no. I'm st I'm stoked. Yeah, because like the classes I played in the demo were dope, and there's all these classes or jobs. Didn't we see white mage? Yeah, I think that it's just a real. Okay. But yeah, I'm just excited. I'm just excited there's more more jobs that we didn't get to see. For sure. Dragoon, which we did see. I was. I don't think I was really dabbled too much. I know you used a little bit. I used a little bit, yeah. I, uh, a little bit. I mostly played, um, was it Monk? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which was a lot of fun. Pugilist. Pugilist. Which was the precursor. Yeah. And the whole, like, job system where you start with one thing and you have to do certain jobs to get new jobs, I love that system. Got duelist, which is a dual wielder. Oh, that was cool. Marauder, big axe, doing powerful moves. It's cool to see the new environments too. Sword fighter, seems sword and shield. Sure. Yeah, I think that's the base class. And that, that was quick. That was a fast one. That wasn't all of them because I played Black Mage in the demo. Yeah, which is... Or beta. Which is cool because, yeah, there there wasn't a Paladin. Um, I didn't see Monk. I played, I played yeah. Monk, so it's not showing everything, but it's showing some classes we haven't seen, some jobs. Yeah, well, seeing Ronin and Samurai got me real excited because I love Katanas. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know they're going to have a Ronin. I, I imagine it's the precursor. Yeah, that, that's what I assume too. And red mage is looking really fucking cool. I like the red mage outfit. Yeah, I, I also like that cool. they, they kept the the long skinny sword form too. Yeah, they usually use like a rapier or like a, a foil style weapon. So yeah, I like the mix of the the melee and the and the magic. Samurai is looking dope. That moon attack is literally in fourteen. Really? <laughs> yeah. Although this just kind of looks like Neo to me a little bit. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm they sure just, they're real comfortable making that one. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They've been making it for a little bit now. White Mage getting a lot of play. Uh, seeing a lot of cool casting going on there. That's one thing that's kind of neat about this game is it is a action, fast-paced action game. But um, you can definitely kind of play some to, to your job. Well, it's also um, three-player co-op, so support actually is You can actually thing. do it, yeah. yeah. Unlike a game... Uh, Within the genre, typically, you got some moves, but it's more so about the challenge of the combat. And this, it does play into the the jobs and the RPG element more than a game uh, in the genre typically does. Yeah. 
um the the dual wielding stuff is cool but um i think some of these other classes are a lot more interesting even though marauder i think probably the most boring to me well they didn't show anything yeah <laughs> well yeah he, he swung the fucking axe and did an overhead <laughs> thing so yeah they, they they discredited him but i'm not typically into jobs that are slower yeah um, i don't like wow. big heavy i mean i like the idea of big heavy weapons like but but the mobility, well, yeah, I like pull arms typically in games. I pro- that's probably the heaviest I like to go. But I normally like like fists, dual wielding. I like swords. Um, I like high mobility, fast characters typically. Um, so yeah, when I see a guy holding like a giant hammer, giant axe, I like the idea of fucking shit up. But at the same time, I'm like, eh, it's not really my play style. Um, I'm really excited though, seeing this red mage and seeing the Ronin and the samurai. Those three things got me really fucking excited. Yeah, well, and the cool thing too is like you can literally, like you know, I could have everything unlocked. You could have everything unlocked. The game has loot everywhere, so you're yeah. just like yeah, trying to loot. optimize your builds for all these jobs and stuff. I I have a feeling the replayability is gonna be there. Yeah, um, and if they play their cards right, it can have. Um, Good potential for add-ons in the future too. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Especially a game that's allowing you to just play co-op like this. Yeah. Um, that hopefully your character will look different as we play. Um, hopefully they fix that after the beta. Yeah, that'd um, be nice, but uh, not a deal breaker. So. Yeah, but a game like this, I feel like it could have some longevity if they really wanted to give it that. I don't think it, this is their A game. I feel like this is a B game for them. But after playing it, um, there's a lot of potential there um, that they could definitely. Uh, for people like us, if we end up playing and really liking it, which I'm pretty sure is going to happen, um, they could definitely get um, more out of us if they provide something yeah. of value, I guess. For sure. Um, you could definitely prolong people playing this by adding you know, end game type stuff or new areas to get new loot and stuff like that. So, Well, and you, know, you, you get enough people playing it and, and playing it for a long time, they're going to tell their friends about it because it's co-op. Yeah. I mean, we're already doing that. I mean, it's, you know, small channel, small platform, but we're we're obviously excited about it. Somebody's probably going to pick it up from that. But then also people we know personally. I mean, I know people that I'm going to probably tell to go pick this up. So, well, without like you know using names, I I know you were you were playing it. Someone was disinterested originally and and saw that the fun that was being had. Yeah, she didn't really. I don't think she really had like a, a hard opinion about the game. Yeah, yeah she. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to play. I'm going to play this. Uh, this fucking beta real quick a Chevy and we played for like a long time and she's kept like looking over and watching and she was just kind of like taking mental notes. And then when I told him like the game is actually pretty fun, she's like, I know you were playing for over an hour. I started fucking paying attention once you just kept playing it. So yeah, she's going to pick it up for sure. But, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know a couple people I think will pick this up, especially people that I know, which is quite a bit of people who like Neo. Yeah. will most likely pick this up and I'll, and I'll definitely encourage them to do that. So, for sure. Very, I if you can't tell because I'm just sitting here talking about getting people to pick it up. I, I, I enjoyed what we, what we played and everything I see here has actually got me more hyped for the game. So, yeah. And even outside of the, the spectrum of final fantasy, um, I'm just excited that like team ninja can just like grab a property and make a fun game. Cause that's just what they, they apparently do. Yeah. T- <laughs> team ninja. They've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. Um, it's nothing new. Uh, people kind of forget that, I mean, they don't, but like, you know, uh, Neo's awesome, but I mean, people love Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. People loved, uh, DOA except for five, I guess. Um, 
uh, they have a long track record of making great games. So uh, it's not that surprising. I was just kind of worried about this game because I played the first beta and I was like, that's not that great. It really feels like a B game. And uh, the AI is atrocious, atrocious. So play this with friends. Um, but yeah, I had in my mind, like, yeah, it's their B game. It's not going to be as good as any games they normally make. They can kind of cash in and make a buck off this. But I play it like the second time and I was like, no, nah, it's it's not Neo. It's not like a lesser Neo. It's its own thing. Yeah, for sure. So it's a cool idea. I'm still not in love with the fucking, the bromance, uh, fist bumping to fucking cock rock. No, it's way too dorky. Shaved head guy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. None of that's interesting to me, but the gameplay is, is a lot of fun for sure. So yeah, it shines above the, I, yeah, I don't, I don't give a fuck about it. Matter. Yeah. yeah. I'll, so. <laughs> I'll play a game and enjoy it if the gameplay is good. Yeah. I can look past uh, questionable characters and story. So for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm hyped for it. definitely picking it up. And this uh, this showcase definitely got me more excited. Also, locations. We saw more locations here than I've seen, um, and they look really cool. I'm glad to see varied uh, areas because um, uh, in the in the demo we didn't get to play the the We're jungle. Yeah. yeah, but uh, the, yeah, I played the castle twice, and I'm like, this place kind of boring, but uh, it's a castle. So, so, so I think the very beginning of the game. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, we'll get to play it again real soon. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's coming out soon too. So, uh, do you have to do any more betas? I don't think so. Um, it's crazy they've they've allowed themselves so much time to work on the game. I think they really wanted to take feedback. Uh, I'm sure for their own reputation, but I'm sure also Square is protective of the Final Fantasy name. So yeah, I wish more people would like do a beta and then allow themselves like five months. <laughs> To work on the game that's crazy talk and not just like do a beta two weeks before the game comes out and people are like it's a beta they're gonna fix them like in two weeks what do you they can change numbers in the code even with, like they can change like parameters in like a open up a, a spreadsheet and, and change something from zero to one from the first beta to the second beta the two biggest feed bits of feedback they got was the ai and the graphics and yeah. they made adjustments to both for the second beta, and they said they're not done adjusting those two things. Yeah, and I, and I believe them because so. they did they did work on Neo Neo two after their timed betas, so um, they're definitely listening. Uh, the AI is definitely something they need to work on. It was still shit in the second time I played it, but it was better than the first time. First time they were absolutely useless. Um, and then yeah, oh, they said they're going to work on something to get rid of items because in the beta we just were they said they have a plan for for um item management because there's yeah in the beta you your inventory just accumulate up. yeah there's no deleting no selling no resource gathering nothing yeah. like so, yeah um, but they have a plan that just it wasn't implemented in the beta so yeah yeah anything else i mean if you guys didn't catch on by now we're both you know, pretty excited for this. So um, yeah, can't wait to play it. Like I wish I could play it right now. Like I want it. So I'm, uh, I'm pretty stoked to play it. Cause it's just a fun game. Yeah. Like that's, that's hopefully the storyline's interesting, but I don't care about that from what I've seen so far. Yeah. I don't really care either. It was just a fun, how, game to play game. how amazing would it be though? If it comes out and actually has a good story. That'd be fucking wild. Yeah. Final fantasy has surprised me before. So <sighs> me too, but they didn't have Jack. Yeah, I uh, true. That's true. <laughs> I uh, I remember when I was playing fifteen. I uh, I was just like, yeah, yeah, it's fine, whatever. I see they're experimenting with open worlds and cars and stuff. It's an it's an interesting idea. And then by the time I beat it, I'm like, this is one of the best Final Fantasy stories, and it's got one of the best villains of Final Fantasy. Um, so yeah, they can definitely turn things around. So yeah, 
Uh, let us know in the comments what you guys think of Stranger Paradise, Final Fantasy, Origins. Uh, what do you think about the classes they showed off? Did any pique your interest? Is there any that are missing that you'd like to see? Of course, there are some missing, but any that you wanted to see? And uh, do you have any general hype for this game? Are you going to pick it up? Did you play the beta? Do you have no hype for this game? Did you play the beta and fucking hated it? Uh, yeah, let me know everything you think about in the comments when it comes to Stranger of Paradise, one of the worst names for Final Fantasy. Uh, last video we're going to watch is Trek to Yomi official gameplay trailer. This came out like a week ago, but I've uh, been saving it for when we do a taste cast because I really want to watch it. In case you don't know what it is, it's like a 2D perspective, black and white, Kurosawa-esque samurai game. Um, I believe it's being published by Devolver, so uh, they showed it off... Uh, I don't remember what event it was, but there's one of the events that kind of like showed a little bit of it. We we're both really excited about mm -hmm. it when we saw it because it's samurai shit. So, of course, we like that. <laughs> um, seemed to have pretty good general reception, um, especially right off the back of Ghost Tsushima, which is a fantastic game that also really uh, utilized that cinematic look. Those, uh, oh, yeah. you know, made so famous by samurai movies. Um, but yeah, we're going to watch this. This is like a minute and a half so it's quite a bit of uh of video uh any thoughts before we go in uh i'll just say mine real quick i'm definitely excited for this game like i said it's samurai stuff gameplay looks cool but i love the cinematic nature of what they're going for um also it seems like the game doesn't have like a giant budget but what they're doing with it uh on you know whatever the dev size is and the budget is uh is looking really fucking cool and uh yeah i'm really excited for it <clears throat> i mean if it is what I think it is, and I'm pretty positive. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it looks cool. I, uh, I, I'm a little biased, obviously, because I uh, very much romanticize samurai stuff. So, yeah, um, it's kind of an easy sell, even if it's subpar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I used to love way of the samurai games, and those yeah. games were. Uh, those games are fun as hell. They're great. They're great, but they're also like some people I don't think would play them. No, so. definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would love to play a new one of those. Um, all right, ready? Yep. All right, three, two, one, and go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember. It's hair is wild. Oh, so it's not fully 2D. Interesting. Oh, I love the lighting. This looks fucking awesome. Yeah. That was fucking sick. They're they're really just fucking playing with this perspective. Yeah. Like the contrasted fights. Ew. They're also obviously fans. Yeah. <laughs> the subject matter, which is the same vibes I got when before uh, Ghost of Shame as well. Oh, 100%. Which I'm, I'm cool with. If people like legit are into samurai stuff and they got the, the budget and time to make like legit samurai stuff, I, uh, I'm i all for it. I, I 
it's one of my favorite you know genres is samurai uh, stuff but also samurai movies and it seems like a lot of people are highly influenced by samurai cinema um which they should be because it's it shaped a lot of cinema so um this trailer was awesome uh i was already excited about it and now i just feel really confident comfortable being fucking hyped for this game um it's looking better than i thought um you know before i thought it was gonna be like a 2d platformer where you had a sword in your samurai but the animations and the kills and the the way they're playing with the angle the set pieces yeah they're you know they're setting it up like a movie so you have these scenes that they can plan the scene um because you're going to see it from that perspective every single time they can get really cinematic with it and it 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 looks awesome i love what they're doing with the black and white um i don't know if everybody's going to love that but uh uh, it really, it really adds to this. Like I said earlier, the contrast they're doing with the backgrounds and the foreground, and how your character is in shadow sometimes. The lighting, it it just looks awesome. Um, I really love the way the the game looks, obviously, but the gameplay is also looking really good. And like I said, surprisingly, the animations are are really well done. The part where you like grab the guy and pulled the sword up through him or whatever and walked past yeah. him, fucking love it. Like <laughs> that's 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 porn for me. Uh, so I'm uh, I'm really uh, happy with how this game's looking. I I legit can't wait to play it. Um, yeah, thoughts. Yeah, this is gonna be a lot like the the Choco game for me, where like it, it just needs to play good because yeah. visually it's it's there. They nailed it. Yeah, I uh, I mean it's beautiful to look at. Mm-hmm. I I uh, I could watch a whole <laughs> whole thing that looks like this, man. Mm-hmm. So uh, no, it's very cool. I I love uh, you could see that the influence is not just like a passive influence. Like they, they actually like are into this. It looks like, mm-hmm. um, that matters, man. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know what to say. I'm just going to gush. It's, it's a samurai game and it actually looks cool. The styles there, um, the combat's not like hyper. It actually feels like, you know, paced, paced. and like yeah. technique based and, watching your the person you're fighting i also thought it was interesting that one scene that he pulled out like a gun like a fucking some kind of flint cannon yeah. thing and shot the dude so obviously shows there's gonna be different types of weapons or whatever um a game by leonard menciari apparently he's got a lot of people know i like how uh and there's not a lot of samurai games coming out but uh, in recent times, samurai games, it's like, let's make a samurai game. Okay, but what's what's a prerequisite? It's got to be beautiful looking. Because that goes hand in hand with samurais. All this bloody uh, sword killing, but is it pretty looking? Still an elegance to it, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad people are are uh, are going this route because I'm very happy with it. Because as a person, like we've already said, who likes uh, samurai stuff, um, yeah. they definitely... They're also on the same page, going like, "Hey, you're gonna want to play this. Um, it's working." That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Looks awesome, though. Yes. Definitely want to play it. Um, and uh, did this one have a release date? Did I miss it? Because I was too busy thinking about the March. Scenes? Uh, no, I don't see a release date. But um, oh yeah, someone's saying instantly got Onimusha vibes. Kind of get that with uh, some of the 3D angles where you're running around or whatever the fixed camera 
yeah, but yeah, definitely yeah. a different style of game. But uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people I know only played Onimusha when it comes to samurai games, and there's not a lot of games out there. But that was like the one samurai game they've ever played, and so it's probably one um, of the bigger ones. So it makes sense. Oh, 100 yeah. percent. I'm I'm so surprised Capcom isn't revisiting that, especially with their recent success. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, a new I, Onimusha would fucking sell. Devil May Cry did amazing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Resident Evil is doing amazing. Like they could do it. So. Yeah. Yep. They should make Onimusha and Dino Crisis. I guess everybody wants that for some reason. Um, I don't know why I'm not excited for Dinosaurs. it, but yeah, I, I always thought Dino Crisis was kind of it's cool, whatever. But uh, I always like Resident Evil more. But uh, and then Lost Planet. Yeah, that seems such like a a, a, a no uh, shit, no brainer. There's so much you could do with that yep. to make like a very long term game very easily. My, my big problem with that situation is it's it's such a fucking cliche in gaming where somebody will make a great game and then maybe make a second greater game and then they make one game and it fucking people don't like it and they're like we need to back away from this or they make another one just like that one. And it's like, no, 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 just fucking go back to what worked and figure out, like, it's so weird how they can't dissect that. Yeah. They're like, people don't like Lost Planet 3, so let's just get the fuck away from Lost Planet. But they loved 1 and 2. Yeah. So what'd you do in 1 and 2 that's so good? Do that with better graphics and better controls. I'll say a modern day, we've said this before. Yeah. A modern day, like, modern playing Lost Planet with four player, three yep. to four player co-op. Yep. And, um some form of longevity uh I, I don't see how you could fail with that to be honest like it had yeah. interesting things that people still aren't doing so um yeah agree in fact only capcom really does with the large-scale battles so yeah and if you released like an onimusha with uh like the resident evil um you know remake uh visuals um, but make like a brand new one or the devil may cry visuals the, just the the re engine fucking make an onimusha on that that's like a strip samurai game where you're fighting fucking all these like uh, oni and shit people would buy the fuck out of that okay. i i'm not even a huge onimusha fan and i would buy the fuck out of it just because they're making it a new one dino crisis i'd probably also pick up but it's just because they could just resonate with dinosaurs again modernize it yeah um, yeah, I don't know. This, this we're off topic at this point. Yeah, Samurai game's cool though. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, definitely we'll pick that up. No release date. Uh, any final thoughts on this? A devolver knows where to spend their money. Apparently, they 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 invest in in cool projects that seem to always get somebody excited. They kind of remind me of uh, so maybe a weird example, and maybe I'm wrong. You can correct me if I am, but like a twenty four, but in gaming. Yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. They A twenty four pretty much only produces weird movies that other people aren't don't have the balls to make. And sometimes it's like he has made this to be weird, and other times they make great movies. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's the gamble they, they take. And I think Devolver's kind of the same way. Sometimes they'll make a game like that's such a Devolver game, and I'm like, eh, I'm not gonna play it, or I'll play it and be like, Yeah, it's fine. And then other games of theirs, I'm like, This game's great. This game wouldn't have got made by anybody else. Yeah. So yeah, pretty much the same thing. All right, with that, let us know in the comments what you guys think of Trek 2 Yomi, uh, official gameplay trailer. Are you excited for this game? You're not excited for this? You're excited for this game. Don't fucking lie to me. Um, 
and uh and let's try on the samurai stuff maybe but uh but yeah let me know what you thought of it uh, do you like the the visual style do you think the gameplay looks fun what do you think about the black and white i know i still know a bunch of people who don't like black and white things um movies you know gameplay they just need to see color uh obviously they are making this full on for the black and white so which looks great in my opinion but uh what's your thoughts on that let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below all right it's that time again where we reflect on past episodes and reply to your comments if you want to comment to be for sure read uh type in hashtag astlg i'll put you in the front of the line otherwise i pick comments at random although lately i've just been reading them all because you guys always have great things to say uh so I did a, no, we'll go with this one first. So we did a taste cast before this. That was 154 where we talked about New Horizon Forbidden West gameplay. I was going to bring up a video for that in this episode we just did. But I was like, let's talk about something else. It just showed off the monsters or the robots they're going to be fighting, which was cool. But um, I wanted fresh stuff to talk about. So uh, we did react to that gameplay. We also uh, talked about Endwalker impressions, but now Chevy has finished it. So you have the finalized review. He loved it. And uh, I talked about Icarus and if it's any good, spoiler alert, it is, it's great. But if you want to hear more about that, check out this episode. And in that episode, we got some comments. Uh, one being from Miss Noelitha saying, I enjoyed watching my spouse play New Horizons. I think uh, that is... Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, I'm assuming. Um, So we're both pretty excited for the new one. If it ever ports to PC, that is. Oh, right, because the other one went to PC. And that's something I actually brought up. Uh, It was such a pretty game and an interesting story. Uh, It is a gorgeous game, and um, that's one of the credit I really do give to that game is I think the story is really fucking cool. It's a really cool like post-future world that um, I don't think a lot of people explore. Those are a huge strength of Sony's to make these just like third person action adventure games with great stories. There's no one better than Sony at funding these things. Yeah. I mean, no one makes better third person action games. Um, and this is one of them for sure. So, and then, yeah, I did ask about the PC thing, uh, because, uh, uh, they played it on there and uh, I was asking, I remember when it first came out, there's like performance issues because they hadn't really ported a whole lot of PlayStation right, games right. on a PC and uh, they had a smooth experience with theirs. Oh, so that's good to hear because, uh, you know, either not everybody was having that issue or they patched it. So both are uh, good things but um uh, i'm excited you're excited uh the game's great i'm glad you got to play or at least watch uh the original game it's a really good game um i know people are kind of mixed on the uh, playstation games on pc i do really think exclusives are important um but the timed exclusive uh going to pc later doesn't bother me too much just because the game's so good and there's some people who will never fucking play it if they don't get it on PC. So um, it's it's uh, definitely um, a good thing for uh, financial reason, reasons, but also uh, reach. So, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. Um, thoughts? I'm just glad you guys enjoyed it. I mean, <clears throat> there's definitely like a PlayStation experience and uh, them dabbling in the PC market. Um, obviously, it's very beneficial to them um, as long as they don't screw it up uh, port wise. Uh, And it's just more people who get to experience these because the one thing that sucks about exclusive games is their audience is much smaller at that point. So, um, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these games, you know, they sell a handful million copies, which I, 
not that many, right? Mm-hmm. Versus like, you know, how much does a Call of Duty sell? You know what I mean? A like, lot. Because it's on everything. They're so. low, Call of Duty's low sellers sell more than most games still. Yeah. So it's just like, um, people get excited. They're like, oh, this Call of Duty didn't sell everyone. Like, it's still sold more than fucking almost every game ever. Even like with Monster Hunter like World, for example, and, and Rise soon, um, they waited a long time to put it on PC. It sold a ton on PC. <laughs> like, it makes sense. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do people people who people just like consoles, different consoles, people who play on PC, there are people out there who only play on PC. Yeah. And they want to play these exclusives and that's a good incentive to get those consoles sold and um honestly, I'd just be on PC if I didn't have to uh own a console, but exclusives matter. Um but uh some people are hardcore only PC players and so um yeah, getting the game to them it's uh, definitely good for them and good for uh Sony's wallet. Yeah. Um, as far as them doing the second one on PC, I I would like I, to say they would do it. But I feel I, like they will. I, I don't also want to put that expectation up there because Sony's still kind of testing the waters yeah. on PC. So. Yeah. They've, uh, Herman Holstriver's name was saying that uh, they're not, they don't have a plan to stick with anything. They're just checking this out. Yeah. So, because I think they understand the value of their of their exclusives. Because outside of their exclusives and what they're funding and game sales, of course, help them. Um, the biggest thing Sony offers when it comes to gaming is the exclusives they fund and the experience you can have on PlayStation, which is, you know, exclusive with the way their controller works like that. But uh, without those exclusives to go with it, it's just another console. So. Yeah. Yep, it's just a box that plays games. Yeah, it's a lesser PC. So yeah. although it's optimized very well, both consoles punch way above uh where they should be. So most people's computers, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're 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 great. So yeah. price point too is great for what you're getting. Oh yeah, you can't lose in yeah. that regard. So all right. Well, thank you for the comment. And uh I hope that comes out on PC. I feel like it will. I don't think it's gonna come out day one. I'd be surprised, but I think it will come out later. For sure. Uh we got a comment from Nick Raintree saying Gran Turismo seven can't come soon enough. I agree with you. I liked sport, but it wasn't the full Gran Turismo experience, in my opinion. I agree with you on that too. Sport was cool. Um, but it's a direction I don't I don't care for i want a mainline one so i'm with you on that uh also finally got around to playing cyberpunk 2077 i went into it with low expectations but if i'm going to be honest i absolutely loved the game i know it has some bugs even on my on the five uh my main problem was the rendering wasn't great sometimes but other than that and a few other quirks i was completely immersed in the game the world design was amazing characters and story were deep and intriguing the music and score was were incredible went to spotify immediately and downloaded most of the music i played as a nomad in my first playthrough and for sure intend to play or on playing the other two options once the game releases the next gen upgrade which i'm really uh, excited to see uh, when they do that uh, goes to show no matter what you hear about a game sometimes it's better to judge for yourself i didn't want to even give this game a shot at first it ended up being one of my favorite games of all time Cyberpunk 2077 is awesome. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, it's a fun game. Yeah. Um, I think the more important part here was uh, the emphasis on uh, forming your own opinions. On Play things. yourself. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I, I love that he had low expectations and 
almost didn't even give this game a shot. And now he's saying it's his, one of his favorite games of all time. He loved all the stuff about it, even despite the issues that the game has. And depending on where you're playing it, those issues were different for sure. Everybody yeah. knows we've had the conversation a million times and where it's at now is the best it's been. Um, but if you can get past that, you can, to, the game's not shallow, man. It, there, there's, there was passion involved in this game. People who made it really gave a fuck about it. It's just obviously all the issues that came with the release of it, the higher ups, all that shit. Um, and the way they're handling some of the stuff right now seems kind of weird too, but, um, yeah. But th- this game wasn't like some quick cash grab. They worked on it for years, and you can really tell in a lot of ways that they did. But th- at no point in the game do I feel like there wasn't passionate developers working on this game. It just got fumbled a bit. But uh, I'm glad that uh, they gave it the chance. And even if you gave it the chance and didn't like it, at least you tried it. But it's really cool to hear that. I, I-, I love when people's opinions can be swayed or changed or views can be uh altered and changed it shows that you're capable of doing that so obviously this is undeniable if you uh if you liked it that much um so yeah really really cool to, to read and not not trying to endorse 20 or cyberpunk 2077 like everybody should love it if you don't like it that's awesome yeah. i mean i get the criticisms for sure yeah as long as you have formulated your own opinion yeah. you don't like it well that, we have people in the community we have people <laughs> in the community who uh have uh they have their criticisms of it sure. and our community is great and fucking so they had a whole you know reason why they didn't like it and made complete sense so yeah and that's like got nothing negative to say towards you at that yeah. point you know what i mean like uh that's that's kind of been the the thing around here like for, like have that conversation, have your own opinion. Don't be a dick to other people who don't agree with you. Yep. Um, except for NFTs. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck NFTs. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, like with Cyberpunk as well, I, I really enjoy the game. I can't bring myself to, to beat the game for some reason. Um, and that reason is I struggle with the style of the game play. So, um, so as much as I do enjoy it, uh, I can't be like in a mental place to play these type of games mm-hmm. that much. So uh, it's hard for me to, to play sandbox games in general. So yeah, for sure. You do, you do kind of struggle with that. Yeah. And then um, for the reason which would happen when I was playing cyberpunk, which is uh, I just, every little side thing I see on the map, I'm like, I have to get rid of these notifications off the map and I just yeah. start going. So um, it's, I mean, even like playing 14, all the side quests pop up the smart thing to do is to save those for a second character to level. And I was like, Nope, they got to go now. And I got rid of every one of them. So yeah, something I had to rewire myself a long time ago about, cause I used to do every side thing. And I couldn't complete anything. And then I was like, I got to finish this game. And <laughs> a lot of these games are designed that if you do the story alone, you're going to progress the way you need to, to get through the story. A lot of games don't really make you grind anymore. So, yeah. um, and a lot of side quests, especially in Ubisoft games, because they fuck up on everything lately, um, don't matter. Side quests are just there to keep you busy. They don't actually give you rewards that are exciting. So, you yeah. know, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it, though. Yeah. Um, I agree with all the the things you said about the game. Um, the music, the score are both really good. Um, they made their own fucking. They, it's of course their own score and soundtrack, but they made it as the world's music. I mean, like they, 
you got you got to appreciate the effort yeah. in Char- that regard. Characters are interesting. Um, you know, even if I don't like them, that doesn't make them not interesting. Yeah. Um, That's the beauty of a game where you where you choose directions stuff like that is you'll run into characters that some people like and some people don't. I mean, it, even outside of sandbox games, like well, yeah, uh, just in general, because even like you know, in Last of Us, like mm-hmm. as an example, like there's characters you're like I fucking hate this guy but I like that I hate him. Like yeah. that that's the whole point. If you can make me feel that way, you do a good job. Yeah, mo- most games, especially like with villains, I'll just be like, oh, he's a bad guy, okay, I'll go kill him. Yeah. But then other games, I'm like, oh, I really don't like this guy. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a big difference. For sure. Um, I mean, even a, a, another weird example would be like Borderlands 2. Like, uh, what's his face? Can't remember his name right now was a great villain though so um because especially for a game like that because you hate him yeah. he's annoying like time you heard of him so handsome jack yeah, yeah yeah anyways i'm rambling all right well thank you for the comment nick thank you for the comment miss noaletha thank you everybody who watched that episode uh the last video we're going to be replying to is my the matrix awakens an unreal engine 5 experience and the future of graphics and gaming because i had played the uh, matrix awakens um i guess visual demo and uh had had i i played i was like i gotta talk about this there's like a lot going on here that is beyond just talking about the matrix but what unreal engine 5 is doing um so thank you everybody who watched that first off i got like 276 views which is cool i'm glad i'm glad people watched it i think there's a big interest in the future of graphics so yeah <laughs> and uh yeah so uh let's see tom b says nice showcase overall and then he had a little bit more to say i believe it's not loading though that's weird um because youtube works half the time thanks youtube well i was gonna read the other thing you said but i guess it's not we'll do one more try one more try okay can you refresh page maybe mm, let's just okay I don't want to. I don't want anything to happen here. Uh, so anyway, he enjoyed the showcase. Glad you did. Um, but then we also got a comment from Reg Block saying, "Looks very impressive, especially the lighting and the real-time distorted reflections on the car chase scene. Looks straight out of a movie." I agree. The chase scene was crazy. Uh, the car destruction looks very lifelike. You look a bit too close, and you might see some texture stretching out in a kind of butter way, but it's barely noticeable. But if you drive or move the camera a bit too fast, it can turn into a 10 FPS slideshow, but nothing to worry about. It's not like actual games will look like this anytime soon. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying here. I think it did look really impressive. I did think the the, the car chase scene is uh, really good looking, but, uh, Kind of something I said in that video is like the, most of it looks so good that if anything doesn't look good, it sticks the fuck out because they're going for like a really ultra realistic look. Yeah. And so when you see something that looks like, uh, you know, um, like he's saying, like stretching out in kind of a, uh, you know, um, a, a butter way, um, you notice it. Uh, when cars crumple in weird ways, you're like, oh, kind of off. Like, it kind of ruins the immersion on that. And then when weird bugs happen, um, like a car just flying through your car and just disappearing, you're like, whoa, that was, that was weird looking. Like, it kind of ruins that. So, 
Um, as for the 10 FPS, uh, I didn't run into a whole lot of lag when I played this demonstration, but uh, it was interesting that when I was free flying around, uh, like you're able to do in the, the demo um, with all the traffic, um, I was flying so fast that it started kind of chugging, uh, which was interesting to see my PS5 chugging like that because it just showed me that uh, though they can run this on PS5 and it looks great, um, you can get in situations where it's it doesn't want to run it. Yeah. Um, so it is far and beyond, uh, most likely much more powerful than what uh, these consoles are going to be able to to handle if you really turn those graphics up or have too many things going on. It is impressive though, uh, somebody did a counter or something and there's like over a thousand cars being rendered at once. Um, so that's fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. That's very impressive. Uh, as for you saying, uh, it's not like actual games will look like the same time soon. Um, I agree and don't agree, uh, only in the sense that I think games can look like this, but they're gonna take years to make, so that might not be soon. Uh, so, but obviously this proves they can look like this. This game actually uh, on a graphical level looked really good, but I think because they didn't have the production time, the animations weren't great. Also, who the hell made it? I don't know. Like, you know, that's going to matter too. Sure. Yeah. hundred so. percent. But like, uh, this just shows me that, that this can run on PS five. Yeah, yeah. These yeah. graphics can run on PS five and there's all these people coming out right now saying we're working with unreal engine five. We're working with unreal engine five. Doesn't mean they're going to look like this. It just means they're working with something that can render graphics at this fidelity on a console, uh, which was not happening on Unreal Engine 4. Um, and a lot of fucking uh, engines are probably not going to be able to do this uh, anytime soon. Um, so, yeah, we might not get it anytime soon. But um, And I, I'm not implying that you, you're making this statement, but uh, I don't think it's out of lack of like the ability to do it, but more so the people just aren't ready to be making this. This was obviously made to show off the graphics. One on a full-scale game, too. Um, I think the consoles are running the equivalent of a 2000 series GPU in them. Um, yeah, base 2080. You could, but it'd have to be PC only. Um, crank it up a bit, with, especially if you were aiming to make it run on a 3090, but who has them? You know what I mean? Like, mm. So your audience is real small at that point. Um you know, most people buying graphics cards are, are trying to at least get a 3060 or 3070. You know what I mean? So, uh, but you could really go nuts if you were, if you were uh, wanting to some smaller, like, especially like indie teams um, can and have done stuff like that in the past where they just were trying to make like a crazy looking game. They didn't care who could run it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, as a mainstream thing, um, yeah, probably not um, anytime soon, but I don't think it's that far out either, though. Uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. Like, I think it's valid to make that claim, but I wouldn't go too far with it because we're talking about Unreal Engine here. If it was another engine, I'd be like, yeah, is that even actually indicative of what right. people are going to be able to do with it? But, like, Unreal Engine is, like, a staple. Unity is also another staple at this point. Um, and... Uh, it seems as though Unreal Engine, anyone can pick up and start working on pretty easily. So if you're like a, a, a like a fucking experienced veteran dev and you pick up Unreal Engine 5, in my opinion, it seems like that's easy mode to start working on a game and just get a game fucking made and done. Unreal Engine is made so well. It's so well optimized and gives you all these tools to be able to just get in and start fucking designing your game quick. Um, that uh, if, if, 
it's on Unreal, it's gonna it's gonna run well. I mean, uh, there's not a lot of cases out there. I think of that uh, an Unreal Engine made game had issues. So yeah. if they're able to show this off, other people are gonna be able to do it. But it's just like when when are they gonna do it? Hundred percent, yeah. But I think this will be the f- the the future graphics that people are looking for is going to be coming from Unreal Engine five and proprietary engines. Yeah, I mean, obviously not necessarily in a hyper realistic sense, but just in like a graphical sense. It doesn't sure. have to be realistic looking, but like you know the the amount of uh, uh, objects on screen at once that are being rendered at the same time with this kind of lighting, with these kind of textures, this kind of loading. Yeah. Um, all this stuff is being achieved through that engine. I said achieved like it's Crytek. Where's the, where are they at? Um, where's CryEngine? Um, Struggling. Yeah, yeah. Well, Hunt Showdown's doing pretty good, which is great to see. But I don't really hear about CryEngine much anymore, which kind of sucks because I always thought it was a not a competitor on uh, how many people use it, but visually, yeah. I always felt like a competitor to Unreal Engine Five. Also, be interesting too because I know the Japanese market has but, gotten more open to not making everything on their own engines uh kingdom hearts 3 i think was on unreal so yeah for a long time a lot of japanese games especially around ps3 era um we're all trying to make their own engines even like ps4 yeah fox engine which we barely saw anything from um but i think a lot of people just i i think after the ps3 xbox 360 era people were like we got to play it safe and just like get an engine and make a solid game. I think Stop the cost of making around. an engine has just gone up too much at this point. One hundred percent, especially when you could just get Unreal Engine five and make whatever game you're trying to yeah. make, um, and know it's going to be solid. It's your Fortnite bucks at work. When, when I when I see <laughs> when I see a company uh, or a dev uh, investing in their own proprietary engine, it's impressive to me yeah. that they're going that route because making an engine from the ground up when someone else could do it for you already. I mean, that's a big undertaking. You're not making the game yet. You're making the engine to make the game. And yeah. hopefully that engine will fucking give you many games. Um, like, uh, you know, Valve's engine and shit. Um, but yeah, I'm just talking about engines at this point. It's probably boring. But uh, uh, a good example of Unreal Engine versus other engines, though, is, like I said, Cry t- uh, CryEngine. Uh visually gorgeous but people didn't like to work on it and some of the games come out and they feel kind of they always feel kind of off in some ways kind of stiff they don't have the fluidity and visual fidelity that unreal engine 5 games have and then uh uh fucking frostbite is also a gorgeous engine at this point i don't think it looks as good as not even close as good as unreal 5 but um it's a bitch to fucking program for, or it's a bitch to use. Outside of Battlefield. Yeah, because it, it was made for Battlefield, <laughs> right. and when EA got them, they're like, we're going to use this on everything. All our games going to look real nice. Um, yeah. And everybody's like, we don't, this isn't, even DICE like, this isn't meant for that shit, and they're like, we're going to make it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's all these people who make great looking things, but they don't work as well as Unreal, so. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, yeah, anytime soon, I don't, I don't, it's relative it's hard to tell when the soon is but um i would say in the next like year to two we're gonna sort of see some, some pretty we're gonna see a good jump i think so i think we'll see not this level obviously but we'll see we're gonna see jumps this year yeah the new like i, I bring it up every time we talk about new games it's like the new god of war is gonna look amazing like yeah there's no way it doesn't and i mean uh forbidden west is looking really good uh, Hell Hellblade as well. Yeah, I mean, I, 
Yeah, that was incredible looking. Yeah. But a lot of that was all it's rendered for sure. Well, yeah, but I uh, think I think they were interacting with it. I don't think it was just like a cutscene. But it was an interactive cutscene pretty much, but it, it looked amazing for sure. It looked very good. Well, in the last game looked way beyond like what Oh, at the time, that especially for the budget. Doing, yeah. It was like a smaller game for them. Yeah. It was like a short game and shit. So. Uh and then Forza Horizon is incredible it looking. It's a beautiful game. Yeah, so I mean like people people are making gorgeous games, but I feel like they're fucking great looking, but I feel like they could get crazier. Well, we're at that that the, but you need the, the engines optimized for this generation. Well, and it's like every generation, right? The the last games that come out are always the best looking ones yeah, because they felt they figured it out what you can squeeze out of the hardware. Yeah, um, yeah. There's the the lessons learned as you're developing for this generation. Yeah, and, I mean, especially with PS2, they were really squeezing stuff out. At the end oh, of that PS2's one. trajectory is amazing. The games that came out in the beginning, the games that came at the end, is fucking is crazy. Insane, yeah. I don't feel the same about ps3 is well no ps3 they all do they all do but ps2 really had like a crazy jump but ps2 is also a huge jump from playstation graphically so you really noticed those differences back then now it's so streamlined it's all this organic evolution that's happening right in front of you there's no jumps that's why ray tracing was so exciting for me it was like the first time yeah yeah but it happened yeah now it's just slowly just incorporating everything. Now it's not even like an event anymore. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's kind of ray tracing. Or, yeah, it's going to have a lower ray tracing setting. But, but yeah, that's why I was excited about ray tracing when it came out. Because I was like, oh, it's finally like a jump. Yeah. A little one, but it's a jump. So, anyway, uh, that was a long talk. But, uh, yeah, pretty much agree with everything you're saying. And uh, we'll see about uh, when games come out looking like this. Um, hopefully with better animations because i think the the movement animation in that uh demonstration was horrible looking but uh it, overall i was very impressed with what yeah. unreal's doing in in real time interacting with it so um yeah anything else you want to say on this work nope oh. oh look at that i uh, just looking forward to game devs making stuff on it to see Same. what it can what it can actually do because obviously mm-hmm. like tech demos are are meant to be a showcase but they don't really show you what it can actually do so yeah uh thank you for your comment uh continuing real quick uh tom b said nice showcase overall i said glad you liked it uh there's a lot to talk about here for me unreal engine 5 is the future for a lot of devs and i think we're going to see some crazy things from it he replied to me hell yeah just imagine the late cycle uh of the engine with uh lumen nanite and chaos 2.0 in the pipeline um i would say bright future ahead but the current state of the world is what's worrying me uh you and me both uh kind regards um yeah so i mean definitely the future is looking uh bright you think uh you know what we're seeing on consoles right now um or gaming right now graphically is uh worth being excited about i think uh you're gonna get you're gonna be surprised i think some some big things are gonna be coming so um, between ray tracing becoming uh, standard and on console now, um, and also new engines that can better utilize these um, uh, consoles and what they can do, and also PC, of course. Um, you're going to see some really, really cool stuff. Um, this also reminds me, I just noticed, I accidentally changed the channel's name to TLG uh, when I was in my Google thing. Uh, I left it to just be like, yeah, let's see what happens. Uh, so give me feedback on that. Do you want me to change it back to Taste Loop Gaming or TLG? I don't really care either way. Um, I just, 
I saw that the other day. I was like, why does it say TLG? Um, I was changing the name in Google and it was, it was like, oh, that's your name. I'm like, okay. So anyway, I guess, I guess I fucking, uh, tighten that up a bit, but I'm okay with changing it back or keeping it like that. So if you have a preference on that or thoughts on that, let me know. Um, and yeah, thank you. Unless you have anything to add to Tom B's. I mean, it was just more engine talk. So yeah, we, exactly. We, did this. we talked about it. So I just saw that. I was like, I should probably address that because I completely forgot well, about I this. I didn't even notice. Yeah. Well, no, no, we're, we are TLG. Um, yeah. Thank you for the comments, everybody. And uh, yeah, type in hashtag STLG in your comment if you want to be uh, featured on a Tasty Cast. But that's going to do it for this episode of Tasty Cast, episode 155. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoy this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. We got so many of them. Uh, check us out uh, on our Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. If you prefer to listen to us, we're getting like 40 listens now uh, per uh, podcast. So that's pretty cool. And. Uh, an audio form, even though it's taken from the views, I don't care. It's however people want to want to interact with us. Um, and yeah, we have a Patreon. If you'd like to support the channel, uh, more than liking, commenting, sharing, and subscribing. If you're brand new, Chevy, thank you for joining me. And uh, we got a busy couple weeks ahead of us. We got uh, Plus Club, Game of the Month, uh, a Tasty Cast, perhaps, and of course, a huge conversation about our Game of the Year. Hopefully, you do you have your list done? You know what your game of the year runner-ups are? I order, but I've played everything I'm going to play this year. I have a list of like 12 games. I'm still trying to figure it out. So I'm not I'm not ready yet. But uh, I, have I have a good idea what my game of the year like is. list of like four to five games. It won't be that hard for me. So I just have to like figure out the order. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've got to figure out which one should be on there. But uh, <laughs> I got a lot of... I got a lot of like games this year that were like, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Nothing I'm super excited about. And then I got like two games I like really liked a lot. So um, those obviously make the list. But I'm like, what do I put here and there? Anyway, we'll get to that when it happens. We'll be talking about game of the year here soon. And uh, yeah, until then, have a good one, guys, and take it easy.